everyone. Welcome to Dropped Frames. Zeke is away burning at the man. So we burning got, at the man. We got Dan and Strippin filling in for him. How's it going, Strippin? Welcome. Oh, what are you? Okay, just straight Ooh. into it. What are you celebrating mm. with? What's what's uh, what'd you just crack open? Thatch's cloudy lemonade cider. Ooh, cloudy lemonade. Cloudy, cloudy? Yeah, what? Good, great question. Love it. Uh, in England. <laughs> We're nailing uh, the show so far. We're man. doing a good job, Carl. <laughs> in in England, we have two kinds of lemonade. We have the lemonade that is like clear, and then r- the regular lemonade, like regular American lemonade, we call it cloudy lemonade because you can't see through it because it's got so much sugar. Mm-hmm. Well, they taste different, don't they? Like seven. I don't up, know. I've never had um, seven up. Never... Kind of like like seven up is like lemonade for us it's like see-through right we have two kinds of lemonade in england and then we have seven up's not lemonade, lemonade. Is... what the fuck seven up seven up well, no but like that consistency like we have lemonade that is like seven up without lime so it's like filtered it lemonade insane. yeah it's like clear lemonade and then huh. we have american lemonade it's called cloudy lemonade here because it, it you can't see through it i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest i'm 39 years old i had no idea there were multiple types of lemonade this is the I first not, I'm, i just man. thought it was lemonade same I'm seeing if there's a better thing here. Next, you're going to tell me gas is called petrol. Okay, hold on. I've got Google (laughs) is to the rescue. Cloudy lemonade, generally found in North America and India, is traditionally homemade uh, drink made with lemon juice, water, and sweetened with cane sugar or honey. Clear lemonade is a lemon or lemon-lime flavored carbonated soft drink. The type is common in the United Mm. Kingdom, Ireland, Australia, and New Zealand. Oh, it's like 7-Up then? Yeah, yeah, it's just, like all yeah, like, it's okay. artificial. That's why he lemonade. said Seven Up, yeah, because it's like, uh, yeah. So Seven Up it's is considered lemonade. lemonade there. Well, it's we know it's lemon and lime. It, it falls under the category of lemonade. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I get the like logic. Sprite, Sprite, Sprite is lemonade, right? Sprite is lemonade. And then I've never thought about it that way. Like homemade, but lemonade. sure. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's oh. citrus. Yeah, seltzer. Yeah, it's okay. lemon. Yeah. It's lemony. Sure. Yeah, I guess. I just like, don't, in, in don't make a lot of sense it, over there. that. That makes that does a lot make of things down. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like like a cookie is a type of biscuit. Okay. Let's not okay, see, now stop. Let's come on. Come on. Nope. Lost us. Lost us. Nope. The first one. Everything's a soda and everything's a cookie. Like it's just a you umbrella time. JP, do you have a backup guest by any chance? I don't. This is uh, we scraped the bottom of the barrel. He was the he was the oh. fourth fourth one we asked. <laughs> yeah, everyone else said no. They're too busy with uh, video games. And Strippin said sure. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, man. Dan, save us. Welcome. Uh, hi, I was out playing Pokemon Go all day. Wait, really? Nice. Oh, yeah, Pokemon Go Fest was is this weekend. What does that they mean exactly? They have like this big event once a year where you can go and like get, they have an extra shiny chance for Pokemon. Shiny means like the Pokemon has a different color look. Uh-huh. It's like very rare. And there's raids where you can like raid, group up people and battle these creatures and then try to capture them and then use them in your parties. Uh, this one was called uh, Rayquaza and they had its mega form for the first time. And so I was out trying to get a shiny, and I did get one. A mega is not yeah. a shiny, right? A mega, yeah, mega Rayquaza looks like this. It's like a little Ooh. dragon. Oh, okay. Ooh, yeah. I like it. It's like super like it. powerful. 
So do you battle in that game, or is it just a collect game right now? What What do you the do? Game in is Pokemon? a lot different than it was in 2016. Yeah, because I remember like seeing yeah. videos of stripping out at the Santa Monica Pier trying to get a Blastoise or some shit with like a thousand yeah, other video people. Blew my mind. Yeah, yeah it's very different Back when it launched in 2016, it had only the 151 Pokemon. Now it has like many generations of them and they have events constantly there's raiding there's like gym battling there's all kinds of stuff it's it's a pvp system it's it's grown a lot over the years huh okay out of curiosity have you ever considered streaming it uh i always i'm always like paranoid about streaming my location in real time with that kind of stuff That's yeah always, yeah it scared yeah. me about that but yeah. I, it would be fun sometime if i could figure out a way to do it safely yeah, like the only people I delay. saw streaming it uh, were basically like they used software where uh, they could be anywhere in the world. All spoofing, so they, yeah. They, they, the yeah, they would spoof and trick the game into thinking they were in Tokyo, yeah. and then they would take part in all the Tokyo stuff without huh. ever leaving their room. Is that bannable? And then, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, they it's got, bannable, but they got they taken out back. It's it because it's like <laughs> Niantic's not the best developer at certain things like okay. that. So a lot of people get away with it for forever fair enough fair enough yeah. and there then, was like hundreds of people at the park too people are they're all playing, playing it? Big, big numbers yeah yeah i mean pokemon's still a massive ip right so yeah. i'm sure it's got it's got a player base and a it, lot of people like they only play pokemon there's nothing else they play like it's like the one thing that they they play it's their go-to their whole thing. family yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and this was this was a special weekend that you said pokemon go fest yeah pokemon go fest it's like once a year it's both days on the one weekend and it's like you go you're supposed to go to park and like they have all these bonuses and stuff like double experience double candy that kind of stuff got it okay did you try the, like yeah did you try the uh the pokemon sleep thing have you tried that yes i've been <laughs> I, how I, is pokemon I sleep? The, the sleep tracker what so. hold on okay you got to explain it now does that go on your wrist what does that do so you're supposed to put this next to your pillow and then you clip it to your pillow. Okay. You press down the button and then you hear. It sings you a little lullaby. Oh my God. <laughs> so you go to sleep and this sits next to your pillow and like basically records you while you're sleeping. And then you wake up and you connect it to an app and then it imports your data. And then there's a bunch of Pokemon that'll appear. You can capture them and then feed them treats to try to get candy to level them up. And then you there, you have a Snorlax that you have to like feed to make them big and fat. The fatter he is, the more rare Pokemon you get. I know I say it sounds crazy, but no, it's, like, no, it I'm sounds like cra- that's some crazy integration. Yeah. So do you do this every day? <laughs> yeah. Uh, every day and also this thing you can take with you and it auto catches pokemon and pokemon go for you as well that's awesome so how does it help with your sleep like when it records you i guess it's recording like what what is the what does the data do records your movement because it does you can also use your phone like to if you don't want to use this thing and it just like records sounds so if you like snore or makes noises and also like records the vibration until like if you're tossing and turning or you're staying still I don't know how it does it, but somehow it does. Probably got a gyroscope. Was that thing like 30, 40 bucks to buy it? Uh, 60 bucks, yeah. Oh, that's definitely got a gyroscope in it. Yeah, that's <laughs> gyroscope yeah. in it. Yeah, that's pricey. That's cool, man. Yeah. Huh. I, I didn't bet realize that's really that helped some thing. people. 
yeah, it's cool. Track your sleep. See, like, if you have any, like, sleep problems or, like, if you're sleeping all within the night or if you're getting good sleep or bad sleep. Yeah. That's, nice. That thing would end up, like, across the room with how much I turned. Oh, I've, I've hit it so hard and I woke <laughs> myself up but flying across the room. Yeah. I, had to, I have to, like, super clamp it down or it, it won't stay there. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, well, cool. Congrats on all the Pokemoning. Uh, I didn't realize you were that deep into the Pokemon world. Yeah, I I, I've been like part of Pokemon since I was a little kid, and and it's like something I enjoy just staying apart even now. Yeah, that's awesome. That's cool. Oh yeah, man. It's been a busy week. Uh, This past week, Gamescom happened. A bunch of games are still coming out. It's games coming out this next week, and then finally we get a little bit of a slowdown after Starfield, and then it picks back up again in October, and then we get another slowdown. Uh, after that so we're we're in the thick of it unless you're right a cyberpunk now. fan well that's what i'm saying yeah it, it picks back up after in october and then it slows down late late september and here's the thing here's oh, even right. crazier that's so true. not only that they announced that the 2.0 patch uh may be out before the expansion so for all the people that are like oh, me really? that are planning on doing their second big run with the patch we may be starting even earlier than yeah. anticipated oh yeah yep it should be a fun time regardless uh, oh, yeah. for a lot of people maybe jumping mm-hmm. in there's so many people i've seen like i'm glad i waited a year for cyber yeah <laughs> that are jumping in i don't blame time. them like why play it when it's in a terrible state like when you can wait to play it for the first time when it's all patched up and working good yeah yeah absolutely it, it, i did a run uh, this year modded sense. and it was i'd never played it before and uh i loved it and it was amazing and i got quite near the end and then they were like everyone was like the deal she's coming stop stop yeah and i was like okay so I'm I'm waiting. Yeah. To finish the cool. game. You gonna... DLC actually adds a new ending. Oh really? Yeah. Is it the can- canonical ending? Have they do they say uh, it is it is a canon it is a canonical it is one of the actual endings. Now, a little bit of interesting lore without spoilers. Um there are different endings to Cyberpunk, as everyone knows. There are some that people wanted that were not available. And oh. the thinking is that that the endings in the expansion are CDPR going, okay. You want it, you wanted an ending like this? Well, we're going to give you, <laughs> you an ending like this. Yeah. So that the hope, fingers crossed, is that it's a it's a specific type of ending that we were not able to get in the first one. That is, uh, I think, going to be potentially really cool. Hmm. Okay. To be fair, it was the one I wanted. So yeah, really? I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. Did they did they do uh, did we do a spoiler cast on Cyberpunk? I don't know if we did. Nope. I was like the only person that did the, a big run on it. And there was a lot of controversy surrounding it when it came out, so I don't think we. Did oh, that. that's right. Yeah, yeah. I finished it. I, I got an ending, but it was just the. It is what it is. I guess we never did. Maybe we'll do one for the the expansion release if if we all jump in and play that. I would love to do that, especially if we brought on a person like maybe in Strippin's uh, situation where it's like they only never played, played it, it after yeah. the t- yeah. Like I think that's big. Yeah, be awesome. That I, as a streamer, I feel like that's that's rare. To not have played it originally because there was like that was the game to stream right like that was the one of the biggest oh, yeah. releases I think on Twitch. Um, I will say a lot of the things I modded into my playthrough they are adding in the DLC. Yeah, well, the two point oh is like, huge. Uh, combat big. in vehicles, cops like actually chasing you, and all this other stuff. Super yeah, cool. Yeah, they uh, yeah. they did like an hour. Did you watch that hour long dev stream that they did? I did. I watched part of it. Yeah. Um, but I they started getting a little like it's kind of interesting because at the beginning it's like we are not going to show you any spoilers, and then they're like, so here's the first area, and here are the first characters, and here's what's going to be going on, and here's what you're doing, and it's like, 
Yeah. It was an, uh, I mean, they showed an hour of footage. <laughs> yeah. It got to a point where I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to stop watching this. Um, but we did, I did get through like, first of all, I love the new game director. He was like one of those people where as he was being interviewed, he was having problems. Like he was tripping over himself how much he was trying to talk. And he kept going in directions where they, like, wait, can I talk about this? Can I talk about this? No, I shouldn't. Okay. Can we talk about this yet? Like it, it's, he's very clearly somebody who really likes what he does, which yeah. I think is fantastic in our industry. Like he was very much bleeding that passion, um, which was great. And uh, yeah, it, it, everything I saw looked fantastic. The new area looks fantastic. The new characters sound interesting. Um, all the changes they're making in 2.0 are in some cases sorely needed and in other ways just like going to make the game a lot better. I'm very glad I waited to do a melee run, which is my next run, because they are adding so many toys for melee players. Uh, from being able to like block bullets while you run, to dashing around, to air dashing, to like make new fatalities. Like It's going to be wild. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, the trailer that was opening night live, so you don't have to worry about spoilers or anything like that. Uh, but it shows kind of everything that Ko was just saying. So, Dan, are you gonna do a full new playthrough? You finished the original, right? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm. It's, it's I say the original, but on, it's, it's like a year old. It's entirely <laughs> the one point oh, the one point yeah. yeah. Just depends on how deep into Starfield I am. If I'm still playing at that time or not. Um, but if I've finished by then, I'm yeah. I'll definitely do a, another playthrough of this because. It it was like there was a lot of really good stuff in it. It was just like you had to dig through some mess to get to all the good stuff. Like there was a lot of bugs and issues and stuff. But when you found the good stuff, it was good. Like there was some great writing and great characters and great ideas that just weren't all the way finished. And it was a, a shame if it had another year, it probably would have we wouldn't be talking about it like this. Like it, it just needed more time. Yeah, a diamond in the very see. rough. <laughs> yes, I'm excited to see like this finally finished version yeah it's probably gonna be super fun also this game released three years ago chat was very quick to remind me and that god damn it that hurts my brain <laughs> it's, been three fucking years. it's not cool it's not cool chat don't remind me of that shit uh <laughs> yeah this was uh this was a, a big thing at, at gamescom for sure i think in terms of the lines to play this was one of the uh the longer ones people are they're still happy for cyberpunk, right? They still still want to play it. They still want to get into it and they want to see the expansion. And they're they're really touting it as like a a two point oh. Like the it's it, the game is is re releasing at this point. Soft re release. Yeah, soft re release. So mm. we will uh we'll see how it goes. Uh that is end of September, right? The twenty seventh, I think, is when that comes out. Um so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh there was a lot at Gamescom. Uh, we had the opening night live event happening on, was that Tuesday? I think that was Tuesday. Uh, Keeley was out there. He got interrupted. Someone rushed the stage again. Uh, I don't I don't understand how security was that slow <laughs> to tackle someone uh, after the last time. But that was a thing that happened. Uh, and then they just, not really any like big announcements, I don't think. I'll, I'll pull up a game list and kind of go through all that stuff. But. I think all uh, stripping. Did you watch it? I, I think me, Dan, and Co did. Were I you? did watch it. Yeah. yeah, I did watch it. What uh, What'd you think of it? I'll, I'll pull up the full game list. and We can kind of go through the different stuff. Um, I'm. I don't know. It game show awards are weird for me because it's like I see something, I get excited, and then I see it again a year later <laughs> at the next one, <laughs> and I'm like, I remember being excited for this, and then now I'm excited again. But it's weird <laughs> for me. It's weird. Like when when things have a release date, I get excited. I get less excited. 
uh, I think, than I did five years ago because a release date nowadays uh, is normally not necessarily a good thing. Um, and I, it's kind of sad that that's become the staple. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel I, I was pretty excited about some of the stuff. Dan, what you, what'd you think of opening that live? I thought it was like, okay. Like it had some good stuff in there. Um, like I was excited about Little Nightmares 3 because I, I liked the first two games a lot. Yeah. Um, there was a few games in there. A couple like obviously ad sponsored segments to pay for the show. But uh, it was all right. Like they had a couple good things. It was like as long as you weren't expecting big announcements. I thought it was like entertaining to watch for an hour and a half. Yeah. He, Keely was out there like tempering expectations too, and and basically yeah. said like this is not going to be the the crazy announcement, but you're going to get a you know updates on all the games that you, you want to play type deal, um, and that's kind of you know that's exactly what we got. I think some of the bigger announcements, Little Nightmares three, which you already mentioned, uh, Killing Floor three uh, was in there. Um, mm. They showed uh, we got the live action trailer of Starfield. Uh, which was which was weird. They also opened up the uh, the show with is it is it Inon or Enonzer? How do you Enonzer? Okay, uh, sure. He, he performed sure he performed um, <laughs> uh, a song from Starfield to uh, to open up the show. Um, we saw what did you? How do you guys feel about Crimson Desert? Stripping, you've played like you've played the the Black Desert game. What? How do you? You, how do you feel about Crimson Desert? I'm very lukewarm about it. And I I love... Uh, I I despise the payment model for BDO. Right. But I love BDO as a concept. And, like, that engine, I think, is, like, really, really cool. Especially for, like, PvP. Uh, I think where BDO shines is, like, like Guild Wars, large-scale PvP... Um, just kind of like the flashy open world stuff. And this felt a lot more um, kind of on rails almost. I don't mm. think it's meant to be. Um, but yeah, it's like they took the engine and then they took a lot of what makes it great away <laughs> and then said, here's a single player world to goof around in. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. I, I, I think having enjoyed BDO to, a, to an extent, um, like I said, the payment model was absolute garbage. Uh, it's very pay to win. Yeah, but having enjoyed it for the the multiplayer elements of it, it's hard to envision the same world being single player. But I'm that's me as a person, though. I'm not big on single player experiences. Sure, if I'm honest. Sure, uh, I used to be a lot more. But yeah, I don't know. I I'll probably check it out. It feels like, um, it's 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 like. It gives me Dragon's Dogma vibes, but without some of the things I love about Dragon's Dogma. Almost, yeah. it's trying to do too much. I think there is a uh, lot going like on in the trailer. Things, and it's like, yeah, okay, but in an in an MMO, I get that, but in a single player game, doing all these things is a lot. I yeah, think. yeah. I was. I think obviously the the visuals for the game are are one of the biggest uh, things for me. Like the game just looks gorgeous. Uh, yeah, amazing. I, I, I thought it showed very well but as the trailer went on they just continued to show more like this what is that they just continued to show crazier and crazier <laughs> shit and it's like what is going this on this game has everything Dude, in it yeah. i i feel the same way about crimson desert as i did the first time i saw cyberpunk yeah where it's like if they actually 
pull this off. Like, if all of this stuff is actually in the game and it works, this game is going to be incredible. Sure. I actually saw this and got mm. super hyped. Like, I, I'm, I'm actually really, really looking forward to this game. This trailer put this game squarely on my radar. Horse drifting. Horse drifting. Um, but it's, well, that's in the like, MMO, if they, if I think, this, right? See, all, I never this, played the all this MMO. stuff is in, all this yeah, stuff is so, in the MMO. Okay. My, my, my point is, is that they take all this stuff and put it in this game and it actually all works and it's actually all fun. This game looks like it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Now, I don't know if they're mm. going to do that, but if they do, it's going to be freaking great from the looks of it. Yeah. It looks, it looks wild. I'm, yeah. Again, the graphics for me are the biggest deal. It, it looks, there. I see a lot of Zelda in this. Uh, funny enough, I think that might just be because there's like Sky. I think that was a, a lot of people fall. drew that comparison. I think. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, wasn't super happy about that. That looked like super quick timey with that cutscene. I don't know like how much of this is actual combat. That looks like actual combat. Those scenes that we saw right before that it looked a little like quick timey. Um, there's there's there'll be some QT stuff, but most of this is is just combat, yeah. Yeah. And this, kinda, it, this they, is like Zelda, right? This is Tears of the Kingdom, right? Yeah. Here. The way they do combat is kind of like a fighting game. So you have like actual inputs for combos and all that kind of stuff. It's quite in depth. If yeah. that's what they if they're carrying it over from video. Yeah. It's very fulfilling. Well, no release date at all. Uh so that I feel like we've been seeing this for a while, or at least they've announced it for like the past year. Um I think a couple years. Yeah, a couple of years. Is it going to be a free-to-play game or a paid game? That I don't know. No, no. Let's see if they said. I, <laughs> no I think they would charge for it fully as like a single-player experience. Uh, but they might use it as like a check out this free single-player game and then play BDO if you want to continue it. Uh, that's that's. I'm worried that it's like a get you addicted to the features of this game and then. Mm-hmm. Give I'll you the heroin that is BDO and then take your credit card. Yeah. Yeah, this uh, this article from April 28th earlier this year is saying that it will be out by the end of 2023, uh, possibly during the holiday season. Um, they don't say anything about like pricing, though. I, I imagine it'll be a $70 game or a $60 game. Yeah. I would be surprised if that mm. if that was shipping free, but... It looks cool. It, it uh, I think it showed very well. Um, and it definitely popped up on a lot of people's radar. Uh, yeah. Payday 3, Strip, and you have played that. Um, mm. how, how is Payday 3? Is it delivering everything that Payday 2 fans want? And did the trailer yes. do anything for you? It's good? It's great. It's great. If you like Payday, you'll love Payday 3. It's just Payday. Okay. That's short and That's sweet, it. then. That's it. That's short it. and sweet. It. It's so much fun. There you go. Easy. What else is there? A bunch of anime um, stuff. Uh, we saw Mortal Kombat 1. Uh, we got a new Mudrunner game uh, from the, the SnowRunner folks, Saber Interactive. That looked pretty cool. Uh, I'm excited for that. I, I wish Zeke was here uh, <laughs> to tell us about <laughs> his, his SnowRunning experiences this past week. Zeke's no longer with us, and neither is his steering wheel. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the uh, the steering wheel got thrown uh, gently, as Strippin would say, or as, as Zeke would say. But uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it, it kind of bounced off the floor. Uh, there was a know? bounce. I, there was yeah. there was enough uh, momentum there that it, we got to bounce off the floor. You can find that uh, <laughs> that clip out there. Uh, Last Epoch showed a new uh, class, the Rune Master. Uh, that's coming out September seventh. Mm. 
Um, I know me and Co are both big Last Epoch fans. Dan, have you played Last Epoch? Is like a, a POE uh, fan? I think I played it briefly. I didn't get a chance to play it too much, but it's the action RPG where like every weapon has a skill tree and stuff. Is that every? Is it every skill or every weapon, Co? How do how every does Last skill. Epoch break in or break down? Uh, every skill, every skill, every has single skill. Tree. So yeah. every every That's major great. skill that every class and subclass gets is its own spider web tree. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I loved it. I love the customization, like how you can make combined skills to make like your a crazy custom class. That one's going to be a really fun one to play. Yeah. Yeah. It 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 is. I mean, it's it's a fantastic game to play, and the fact they're adding to it, I, I think we're all very much waiting for. Uh, 1.0 um, with that. So action RPGs are on fire lately, and I love it. It is. Like, it's very Don, good. Oh yeah. Don even hinted that they're going to be releasing more updates for Grim Dawn soon. Yep. And then Titan Quest two. Yep. That got Titan announced. Quest. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Good time. It's good time for ARPG fans, without a doubt. Yep. Uh, <laughs> speaking of ARPGs, Diablo four was there talking about season two. Uh, this the season of blood coming out October seventeenth. That was, I was a little shocked to see that so soon. Uh, I guess that's not that far away. I mean, it's only a month, right? Um, but kind of, it's weird to see them out there pushing the next season when I feel like that last one just launched. But maybe for a lot of people, they've already stopped playing it. And, you know, the the, the game's conversation is where it is. So they're just trying to, like, move on to the next thing as fast as possible. I don't know. It was a very odd time trailer, I felt, from a marketing point of view, but maybe it'll get people interested in it again. Uh, oh, yeah, and then they also announced uh, Jimma Chan uh, is going to be voicing the, I think, the vampire hunter uh, who was in that trailer. Mm. Uh, she's a big Hollywood yeah. actress. Uh, for those not aware, she's been in Marvel films and stuff like that. So that's a thing. It was, I think that was all a little weird. Um, for me, I think the, the most exciting thing they showed or that was in opening night live was the Alan Wake two stuff. Um, I thought that stuff looked yeah. fantastic. Uh, and, and maybe a little too scary, for my <laughs> likes. but yeah, I'll, uh, I'll put up the trailer. Uh, Dan, you're the horror guy here. You, you do a month on it every year. How'd you feel about Alan Wake two? Uh, Alan Wake one was a fun game. It just, but this one looks like they're just going upping the ante in every corner from horror to the graphics to gameplay. It looks like it's going to improve on just about everything from the first game. And I'm, I couldn't be happier because remedy as a developer has been just been getting better and better with each game. Like control was really fun. And I'm just excited to see like, because all their stories are really weird and creepy and it looks like they're just going even more into the like creepiness with all these cutscenes and stuff. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, they they're doing what they had like some weird, not weird, but they had a uh, terminology for it where they're blending like live action, kind of like what they did in Control. Uh, but this yeah. seems a little bit more seamless, where they're blending it into the gameplay. Um, yes, yeah, kind of like what you're seeing you here. Might even take Control at some point, or like you're going, like you'll be playing one second, and then you're in one of these scenes the next. It, I can't wait to see what they do because they're such a clever developer at horror. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder how far they're going to push the. The spookiness, though, uh, because this trailer gets pretty dark. There's some stuff in there. It's like it's crazier than anything they've done so far. So it looks like it's going to be a scary game, which I'm all about. Yeah. Uh, Well, 
Control got there a like, couple times, but maybe not this much. I hate being that guy, right? Because it's always like we, we never get enough. But I feel like he gave us too much. What do you mean? Like when they came up, he came up on stage and he talked about the game and they, they went through the systems and all this other stuff. I felt like I, he gave me, like, for like, a, uh, for like a, a game that's a big question mark. Yeah. He gave me too much info. Like you're done? Like, you're going on like, blackout now? Yeah, I mean, I was going to anyway, but it's one of those, like, he was obviously very passionate about the game, and I was like, I guess he's allowed to say as much as he wants to, but it's like one of those, like, you know when people make a movie trailer and they show, like, the entire plot of the movie in the trailer? Sure. I was like, or if you ever like you played Yakuza. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, hold some back for me. Come on. Just give me, <laughs> give me less. Yeah, fair. A little bit less. Fair. I get it. I get it. Uh, I guess you're on Blackout then uh, for Alan Wake 2. Co, what did you feel about uh, Alan Wake Two? I think you were already on board, so this oh yeah, this pushed I was over the I edge. was already super sold. I I mean there was no edge. For, I was already in it. You know, like I I love uh, Remedy. <laughs> I love Remedy. Uh, I loved Alan Wake. I was a huge fan of Control. I was super excited when I played the Control DLC and and realized where it was going and what they were doing and what that probably meant. Um, so every everything at this point has just been more great stuff. So yeah. I feel like um. I really, I'm one of the uh, the 17 people that really liked Evil Within two, um, in the mm. way that it you kind did of like, really like looked, that game. Yeah, I did, and the way that it really kind of entered the the whole mind palace thing, and like you know, and and it feels funny enough, like this is Remedies Evil Within two, where it's going to be like you never really know what's real. There's weird stuff going all around. You don't know if you're in the real world or this weird novel world, and like it it. They're really, really good at that. I feel like Control, in a lot of ways, was kind of like them preparing for a game like Alan Wake too. Yeah. So I'm there for it, man, hundred percent. Yeah, um, I'm I'm excited for it. I I am curious to to see if they uh, hit on the like the world that they've built because Control and Alan Wake take place in the same universe, right? Like that's mm-hmm. Control is they there's so many references to Alan Wake in that game. Yep. Um, so I wonder if they're going to experience, uh, that or, or, or delve into that, or if it's just going to be purely focused on like Alan Wake and the story of Alan Wake. Um, it's, it's also very interesting because what this means is technically that Alan Wake is like a small part of what control is. Yeah. So not only will we probably see another control in the future. Um, and in fact, Alan Wake, very similar to the control DLC, Alan Wake 2 may lead into like you know, getting the artifact back into the control. Like maybe Jesse's going to be at the end. That'd be awesome. You know, accepting whatever Alan Wake found and maybe even joining what they're doing. Like, who knows? But what this also means is that arguably any kind of cool artifact stuff they come up in Alan or they come up with in control could have like its own story a la Alan Wake, like of how that artifact was found and created and how it influenced the person that found it and all that kind of stuff. So they have crafted a very interesting IP with this whole like like reactive world where you know like each each story and item in control which there are you know you talk about having hundreds of thousands of those items in control yeah each one of those could be its own little spin-off ip character game that kind of thing so yeah very cool are they are they working on control 2 have they said anything about i don't that? think they've announced it i think okay. i think kind of like uh fallout 5 for instance you know it's one of those things where probably people doing something behind the scenes but right now all eyes are on their most recent project with this which is alan Wake 2 yeah yeah I would love Probably one of the too. six people in the world that hasn't played Control yet. So I'm. Oh man, you got to play Control. Good time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a good definitely, time to do it. 
Definitely do it before uh, Alan Wake 2 if you can. Yeah. The, not, yeah. not to spoil it, but there is stuff in control that directly connects in very cool ways to what Alan Wake 2 is going to be. So it's yeah. a great precursor great. experience. The game's just great I'm on excited. its own, too. It's just awesome. Control is uh, fantastic. It's also uh, really good, like, graphically. Like, it'll push your system uh, and oh. do some cool stuff. Uh, someone just linked to my chat, by the way, a quote. I'm not sure where he got it from. But Remedy Entertainment has signed a, an agreement with 505 Games to co-develop and co-publish Control 2, formerly oh. known as Codename Heron, a Ooh. sequel to Remedy's award-winning game Control. So it, it, is, it is already public. Awesome. Thank Ooh. you. Yeah, Barry just said it's also got uh, job postings on Remedy, uh, RemedyGames.com. So. so go get a job on Control 2. And then come and, tell us all about it. And then tell us, tell tell us, us all about it. <laughs> <laughs> Leak to us all the information. There you Off go. with you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, outside of opening night live gamescom was still happening. Uh, some of the, the, I guess, bigger things, uh, the news waves as it were, uh, Sven, uh, from Larian, uh, met with, uh, with Phil Spencer, uh, and they announced on the 24th, uh, the tweet says that they've quote found a solution that allows us to bring Baldur's Gate three to Xbox players this year still, uh, something we've been working on towards for quite uh, some time. And it turns out that solution was money. Uh, Phil Spencer. <laughs> no, yeah. it's really weird how often that's the solution and all sorts yeah. of problems and things. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Universal problem solver. It's crazy. Yeah. Phil just shows up and he's like, so we've got somebody. It's like, oh, yeah, I think we could do this. Here. Sven, Sven, Sven's like, you know, recently we've really gotten this new you know, nice attraction to that after Baldur's Grade 3. So let's figure this out. <laughs> yeah. uh, What's interesting is I think that's also what happened with Final Fantasy XIV as well. So it's uh, maybe yeah. missing a pattern of, of the checkbook. It uh, it was no, really... Well, go ahead. A little, little bit of real talk, though. I think there were, besides money, I think there were some alternate things. Like, I think they're there, It's a to, big deal. Yeah. It's a, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's a larger deal, and more importantly, they had to make some concessions to make it like available as much as they wanted to. So although I'm sure money was involved, um, there were other roadblocks that were not money-related that had to do more with, with decision-making yeah. uh, that I think they finally decided on. He had a follow-up, uh, Sven did, and this was talked about, I think, on a, uh, one of their streams uh, that they, they, when they were asking why they weren't going to Xbox. Um, and it had to do with split-screen co-op. Um, so it will have split screen co-op on the series X, the series S will not feature split screen co-op, but will, uh, include cross save progression between steam and Xbox series. So this is, uh, the first game to break that, uh, system parody between the S and X, which has been mm-hmm. a long, uh, sought and after goal from the for sounds of it, Xbox. It's totally technically related. Like from the sounds of it, they just couldn't render everything into like you know you run to two different parts of Baldur's Gate and the system just couldn't keep up with rendering the experience for both people properly yeah 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 um, obviously not what they wanted but you know it's better than it not coming to the Xbox so they just you know had to figure it out right yeah yeah I, I think given the success is, is probably what pushed that right they they want if if PlayStation has that they want to have that they want to have you know the best games on their platform etc um but it is interesting because now the question is going to be, well, what else is going to break system parity? Mm-hmm. Is yeah, are they going to let every game launch with a Series X features that aren't on Series S? Um, it, it starts to come down. <laughs> I to just like, imagine the next game. So uh, we want to break parity. Phil says, no, 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 we don't do that. They're like, yeah, but you did it with Baldur's Gate. Yeah, okay, you get 800K concurrence on stream. 
on Steam, and we'll and we'll talk about you breaking parody. How about that? Yeah. And yeah. the guy's like, okay, we'll fix it. Yeah. Yeah. There was, uh, I think, there was a tweet this morning from Xbox that said that they are going to try and push for split screen on the Series S post launch. Um. So maybe they're still going to attempt for that. I'm trying to find that tweet, but that's a lofty goal. Uh, cause there is, as, mm. as Co is saying, there is a pretty big, um, difference in hardware between the series X and the series. Yes. S. And the thing is, is, is if you think about it with split screen, you're, you're literally at that point, like you're reducing the real estate, but the types and what you're rendering and everything is like kind of doubling the further you go away from each other. Like you're having to render more than you would in a single player experience potentially. So it's, yeah, technically that I'm sure is an, yeah. You can only uh, do so much with that. We haven't decided, at least as a show chat, if this is going to be a spoiler cast episode, but all four of us have finished the game. Uh, we all, I think everyone wrapped up, uh, the three of you wrapped it up this past week around uh, mm. kind of the same day-ish. Uh, Dan and Co. both did single-player playthroughs. Strippin's playthrough was fully co-op. Um, so they're very different uh, experiences. If we do a spoiler cast, it'll be at the very end of the show, I would assume, uh, but I can ask thumbs up, thumbs down. I mean, how, how did you guys feel about the full experience? Dan, we'll, we'll start with you. It was one of the best CRPGs I've ever played and it would take a monumental game to ever unseat it from the throne. Cause it was just so good. My only complaint with it would be act three performance, but they, and I know Larian will get it patched cause they're very good at, they did it with Divinity Original Sin 2. Like, Act 3 was a bit buggy, a bit less than the other acts, and they got it patched up eventually and even redid most of it. So, like, once they get that fixed, I think it'll be a flawless game. It was just so good. Yeah. What was your total play time? About 150 hours, I think, on Tactician difficulty. Okay. All right. Um, Co, what was your total play time? Were you around the same? Uh, 150-ish hours. Okay. Yeah. And then Strippin, do you remember your total play time for the the co-op playthrough? Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a hundred hours to the minute. Hundred hours to the minute, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What did you think, Strippin? Uh, co-op playthrough, obviously a lot different. I I tuned into yours yeah. and was like, "What the fuck is going on in this game?" Dude, it's <laughs> it's, so it's a it's, it's a very very different experience. Yeah, there's no companion stories or side quests because you're all, all four spaces occupied by a player. Yeah. Um, it's still the best CRPG I've ever played. No doubt. Um, Larian, they have this history, uh, where they kind of enjoy pitting people against each other in co-op sessions. And that, that comes through again in this game to a look, to an extent. Um, which is fine. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, you know, it causes, it causes <laughs> a bit of friction and drama. But um, yeah, it's still an amazing experience. I think the ability to walk into a room and have four people clear the room definitely saves on playtime. Yeah. Um, totally. Like we would, we would have one guy like look at a bookcase and he's reading the book. And while he's reading the book, like two of us are looking at a trap and one person is picking a lock. And um our ability to just like work through puzzles as a group and all this other stuff where we got slowed down a lot was dialogue options because we would have to discuss as a group 
And I think we would, I think combat was probably quicker because everyone only had to focus on one character and then they had the entire combat to think about what they're going to do on the next turn. And so it would end up being a lot quicker than I think it would be if you were planning it as a tactician of, of four characters. Yeah. But still, a, it was a fantastic experience. I don't, I think it's unparalleled in terms of like co op RPG elements. Um, I mean, I would, I would have said, before this game, you would have said, what's the best co-op game? I would have said Divinity 2. So they just improved upon an already successful recipe, but I loved it. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then, Co, you finished it up as well. Uh, any any yes. changed <clears throat> thoughts? I mean, we've talked about it three weeks in a row now. Um, I had a, um, a mid-game thoughts video and a final game thoughts video. The mid-game thoughts video was basically like, this is arguably one of the best games I've ever played. It's one of the most immersive experiences. This is amazing. I love it. It's absolutely awesome. And the end game thoughts video was pretty much the same, except act three definitely needs some love. Yeah. Mm. Um, the, the big thing is the, the first part of, of the first couple parts of, and I'd say act one and arguably 99% of act two, they, it's so well done that it creates this like, crpg paradise of like no matter what you do it's okay everyone's reacting to everything very few bugs no matter how you approach stuff it'll complete in an interesting way etc etc um mm. act three is mostly like that i mean rivington was mm. pretty tight uh, you know you go into the the city proper it was but as you get more and more to the end and especially like the very end the facade starts to feel a, fall apart a little bit you yeah. know Characters yeah. all of a sudden start talking about things you haven't done yet or that you did differently. Um, a character starts repeating the same dialogue over and over. Um, a character doesn't acknowledge this happened multiple times. You would do something big in the game. No one would talk about it. And it <laughs> felt weird. There, mm. there were multiple situations where I was like, no one has anything to say about this. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, or people, or they would talk about it at different times. So the short of it is, is it's still phenomenal. Still feel it's one of the best CRPGs of all time. Still feel it's one of the best games of all time. Um, mm. But it it definitely, for, for the entire experience to be amazing, it needs a little bit more time. Um, and, and, and again, the very ending, like I had like a few very weird things happen at the very end of did, the game that just completely like, oh God, really? Did anyone have like, a bug where you had someone extra <sighs> in the final fight? Or was that just yeah. me? Oh, that happened to uh, you as well. No, you're talking about your type. Now, there's there's a particular character that's kind of interesting, like an accentuating of this whole thing, and it has to do. With, we think with the cut content, which is a whole other discussion to have. I know why the where, bug happened. I don't think it's what you're saying. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm talking but, about um and no no spoilers, but you know because obviously this is going to happen in a game like this. But I'm talking about a part near the end of the game where there's like a Braveheart speech character, and everyone's like, "Who the hell are you?" Like mm-hmm. what is? Oh the, no, yeah, I know exactly yeah, what yeah, you're yeah, referencing. Yeah. yeah, so that you know that that and, and and what's funny enough is and just just to let you guys know, like like the little stuff I ran into that kind of made the facade crumble. So here I am at this this last part of the game. This happens in every game. This isn't a spoiler. You're at the end of the game. You're surrounded by people you love and know. Everyone is told you, you know, let's do this. It's the big ending. I accidentally picked up an item that was marked stolen in that room. And they all attacked me. 
<laughs> Literally in the room before like the end boss. I picked up an item that looked interesting and the and one of the characters that just told me how amazing I was was like I'm sorry, you're going to need to pay for that or go to jail or attack. And I was like, attack. And then everyone around me went aggro. And I just looked down and I was like, this is not, like, this is not, this is not. That happened a lot to me in in Act 3 as as a (laughs) four-player thing. When doing four-player co-op, if anyone touched anything, it was like everyone went to war against you. Everyone. And it was unfixable. And it was So here's the thing. It was too much. It was too much. Everything I ran into in Act 3... Can be patched all the meat mm. content all the big events the location the city itself 9.5 to 10 of 10 like no question yeah. so it's the kind of thing where i am people keep asking me when is your next playthrough i'm like i'm giving it a few patches yeah because when i play this game again i am i am almost unequivocally convinced that if there's one company that's going to turn this into something amazing because we already saw them do it with dos2 DOS 2 is arguably in a lot worse state on release than DOS, like a Baldur's Gate 3, like yeah. a lot worse. Um, Larian's going to turn this into the masterpiece it deserves to be. Uh, it may take him six months. It may take him a year. Who knows? Um, but they're I mean, going to they, get They have it. a history of definitive editions, right? Like it's yeah, with totally. Divinity 2, they had all this cut content and they were like, and it's like yeah. almost one year to the day. They're like, here's the definitive edition. And it's just so mm-hmm. much more stuff. Yes. Things they wanted, but couldn't get done. A lot of and the last, the last thing I'll say, because I've, I've confused some people with, with my, you know, critiquing of Baldur's Gate 3. You can wait. And if you can, I'd recommend it. But nothing I've said doesn't say that what's there is still amazing. Like, yeah, you're yeah. going to get some bugs and some weirdness at the end of it. But it's still, to me, like, in its current state, if they didn't do another single patch to it, it's still an incredible game. Still worth the playthrough. And by the way, if you play it once now, you can play it completely differently the next time you play it. Um, you know, like oh, there's so yeah. many different ways to play it, which is exactly. So it's if people are like, do you not recommend the game now? I'm telling you what the game is like and saying, you know, you make the decision. But for me, it absolutely is worth playing right now. It's it's just fine to play in its current state, especially Act One and Two. One and Two are solid as a rock. They're great. So yeah. Act One is a literal masterpiece. It is a masterpiece of gaming. Um, so one thing I was told that seems super mm. plausible is that a lot of the bugs in Act Three are caused by cut content, and then the like code interactions that are trying to happen with content that no longer exists, which checks out. I think a lot for me because yeah, you think like, they they removed it for to I like they launch? Were, I think they they removed stuff and they didn't have time to like cauterize the wound. Oh. And I think a lot of the bugs come from like interactions that would segue into something that doesn't exist anymore sure and yeah. and so that's that's like a, like i said that's something that's really easy to patch and fix and seem make seem more whole yeah 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 like for example they cut the exhaustion system from the game that was going to be in the game so that's why mm-hmm. your characters will sometimes say wow i'm tired i need to rest but there's no like yeah or anything because <laughs> i confused the hell out of me i know yeah yeah, there's, there's a, a slot so like on your that. character for belts, and there's no belts yeah. in the game. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just things like that. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Um, but it's it's astounding to me that there's you know a, a hundred fifty hours of content by playing the game one way. That's not including the other you know fifty ways you can play the game. So there's you know potentially thousands of hours of content in this game. It's and been they had to cut things from it. Yeah. That's, that's, That's how much content about. there is. I'm sure you guys have, have had similar experiences with just different folks that you've talked to playing it, but my wife is, has mm. been playing 
And kind of after every session that she has, like four or five hours, she'll be like, yeah, when did X, Y, or Z? And I'm, I'm like, oh, yeah, how'd that go? And then she'll tell a complete opposite story from my experience with said creature, environment, whatever. Uh, mm. and, and that is just, that's held up for about 40 or 50 hours of her playthrough now. Um, where it's just been completely different from everything that I experienced. And so that, that's why I'm hesitant to actually do a spoiler talk. Because if we are going to do, if you guys are interested in playing a second playthrough down the line, if Dan describes his experience to Co or Strippin uh, describes his experience to Dan, they might just spoil that entire side of another playthrough. Because uh, yep. we were all so different in, in how we approach things. Mm. And again, I will reiterate, the co-op playthrough that Strippin did was fucking scorched earth. Like, they were just, there were just things yeah. that happened where I'm like, did you guys, what did you, how did you get so, here? The thing is, when you guys play the game and you make a decision, all of your companions give you feedback on your decision. And I think it kind of molds how people play in a single player experience. Because it's almost like if you like a companion, you want to please them. And I think that kind of dictates what you do. We don't have that as a group of four yeah. people. No, it's I just know, like, I does anyone that. have a problem with this? No, we're doing it. And so like, we made a lot of very gray, morally gray decisions. And sometimes we lent too far in one way. And so sometimes we made a really poor decision and we were like, well, that's just kind of how the cookie crumbles. Cause it's, it's very tedious to save scum when you have four players. Sure. It's like, yeah, that's a lot. So we were, we made, kind of made the decision. Like, we're not going to do that. Whatever, you know, we get, we go with. And so there were a lot of times where it just went horribly wrong. And we were like, well, that's, that's how it's gone. Guess we'll replay the game another Com time and see how that could have been. Companion wise, you, had, the opposite. you had three people left in your camp, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, we, so we, <laughs> three? we made the, <laughs> we, so we made, we made the decision early on. Um, we made the decision early on that uh, we didn't want to explore the stories of the companions because we had, we were never going to use them. Right. And so because you all made custom to, characters. Yeah. And so like in it started off as let's leave them in camp. And then it started off as they keep bothering us when we go back to camp and they they keep kind of fucking <laughs> asking us for stuff. Let's let's But hold on. Let's, you slept with all of them still because I know dude, those cutscenes exist. No, 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 no. Was it like old yeller where y'all would like pick one and take him out back and then like come back and be like, all right, Asteria, yeah. let's go out back for a chat real quick. One of one of my friends, Joe Fudge, bless his heart, he's a fantastic DM and he played a bard and he was like, I'm gonna fuck a dragon. I don't know how, I don't know where, I'm gonna fuck a dragon in this game. So we, he, decided, he kind of decided, I'm not interested in the companions. That's easy mode. So we kind of went in like, we don't want to sleep with the companions. That's too easy. We need to find other people to sleep with. And so it transitioned into, let's kill all the companions. Mm -hmm. So throughout our playthrough, we, we had to just That's kind of out, a jump stripping. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how we got there. But throughout our playthrough, it kind of evolved into, how do we kill this companion? How do we kill this companion? Uh, if we do this, do you think the companion will disappear? And so we got to this point where we only had three companions left. And the only reason we had three is because one of our players grew a little bit attached to one of them and like made a, a different choice. Um, and apart from that, if he hadn't have been, because the rest of us were all down to kill that one too. Um, we would have had none, I think. Man, wow. I, I, I am very, very unique. I, I, I'm going to uh, throw up the spoiler hand. So everyone take your headphones off. 
because uh, I do want to sh- say something about Strippin's playthrough that blew my mind, because I'm sure we all experienced a completely different thing. So when I put my hand down, spoilers are off. You have a warning, it's 54321. When you go to the vampire fight at the end of the game for Asterian, right? That that whole encounter. I'm watching Strippin's playthrough, and they're like going down there, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be cool. I can't wait to see like what they do with this and what decisions they make. They start the fight, and in the back center is Asterian, but it's not Asterian. It's zombie Asterian because they fucking killed him. <laughs> and he's not even the he's not even Asterian anymore. He ge- they gave him to the like the 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 vampire hunters mm. or some shit. Uh, <laughs> and the vampire hunters just that is him. amazing. The, the vampire hunters were like, "Yo, I'm looking for Asterian," and I was like, "Shit, I know him, homie. He's in my camp. Go have him." So he took him, and we were like, "That's done." And then later on, we were like, "We found all the dead." Uh, vampire hunters, and it, someone said, oh, a vampire killed them all and took Astarian's corpse. And then when we got to the fight, he had re-raised them, and it was a zombie Astarian. And then That's amazing. They, they walk out of the fight, and all of the vampire children are dead. They didn't even like, try to save them. They just murdered everyone. We, we didn't know that when he transforms, every, they all explode. So we, we were like high-fiving each other, ready to hit the showers. A, a great boss, well done, went back through the building and it was just, there was guts everywhere, all over the walls. It's insane. So, anyways, it was, it was a crazy It's not my through. fault. I, no, I'm just saying, completely different experience okay. from mine. Yeah, I'm putting my that's hand amazing. down. Yeah, absolutely insane. Uh, that's Baldur's Gate 3. Yep. What else happened? Uh, a bunch of things. We didn't even talk uh, Stalker, Cody. Uh, what did... I'm sure you saw the trailer. How are you feeling about Stalker yes. 2? Oh, it looks great. I mean, it looks like more Stalker. Um, I, I think it looks fantastic. I think a lot of people are expecting it to like look a little maybe better, um, like more AAA, but I think a lot of people don't realize so? like where Stalker came from. Like I had some people say that, that some of the interfaces looked a little rough and things like that, but funny enough, the interfaces look like homages to the original Stalker trilogy, so yeah. I thought it looked fantastic. Um, but no, I think it looks great. I think it looks like it has everything in the game um, that I expect from a stalker game. I love seeing updated models of enemies that I've killed like a thousand times in the previous trilogy. Everything about this looks fun and interesting. Uh, and I am, I am, I was already hyped for it, but seeing it like actually in front of you is just, it's, it's incredible. I cannot wait to play this game. Yeah. To me, like it, it just, it's stalker. Like it's got the vibe of stalker through and through. Um, even down to like almost the animations and, and how like everything is, I haven't even played the game to completion, but I saw this like, yeah, that's Docker. That's One thing weird. I'm not sure about, I'm not sure about it. And I don't know how I feel about it. It's very strange hearing non Ukrainian accents in this game. Mm. The fact that your character is like just a straight up NA accent. It was very weird for me because I've, Never hear that ever in the original stalkers. No characters talk like that in the original stalkers, even the ones that speak English. So that was a little strange. Like it was a little weird. It makes me wonder, like, I kind of hope they're not going to have like a whole cast of that. That would be kind of immersion breaking in a lot of ways for me. So I I don't know. I don't know if you're purposes. I don't. Yeah. That's why I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's kind of a situation where maybe you're like a, a U.S. 
special services guy that's there for some reason. Like maybe there's some kind of big story related thing. But if it's the kind of thing where every NPC and every character we talk to in there is going to have like a flat NA accent, like that's going to be a little strange. Especially because the name of the game is Chernobyl, right? It's the first, uh, it's, it's Stalker it's Shadows of Chernobyl, yeah. is, and, yeah. and pretty much everything takes place in the zone, which is which is mm. around Chernobyl. So yeah, yeah, it's just it was a little strange. It was a little strange. Um, but I, I I have read that there's a lot of like mercenary activity in this one, so maybe it's just oh. you're you know you're an NA merc group that's there for some reason. Who knows? But yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's the only thing that was a little strange about it. Everything else looked best kiss, man. Looks yeah. Great. Did uh, did you happen to see that that video floating around of the uh, stalker dev when uh, Phil Spencer walked up with um, Todd Howard right next to him and they just started playing stalker <laughs> as the oh, dev was that's watching awesome. him? Yeah, it's it's kind of a remarkable video. Uh, oh, I'll have to find that. Just that's to great. just to see those two walk up to your booth and like play your game has got to be a like drop everything, go talk to the bosses, like, oh, shit moment. Uh, and then Phil yeah. immediately died right afterwards. <laughs> and the guy was like, yeah, you know, we're not, it's it's a hard game. We're not pulling any punches. The zone uh, is brutal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was cool. Uh, definitely, definitely look for that if you're a fan of uh, of those devs uh, on, on Twitter. What else was there? Uh, Tuesday morning, right before... Um, the uh, the Gamescom opening night live st- uh, stuff started. Were we all sponsored for Destiny? They went like all out, I think. Strippin', were you doing a sponsored stream for Destiny that morning? Okay, yeah. We were all sponsored yeah. to watch the Destiny thing. I think I'm the... I don't say this as like a... I'm the only one that plays, but I play a lot of Destiny. The three of you don't. Having not played Destiny, I gotta know, what the hell did y'all think of that showcase? Because it was not like... That was for people that played Destiny, and so Correct. going into that, were you guys just like, "What the fuck is going on?" I gotta, I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest. When this was pitched to me, it was it, it made I was put in a position where I felt like there was going to be something at the the thing that was either to try to bring in new players or to bring in people that don't normally play. Like I thought, my guess was that they were sponsoring all these non-Destiny players because they were going to announce something to try to bring them into Destiny. And they did. They sort of. you the, have to have played Destiny to know that. <laughs> but not, not only that, what they did was announce a giant final thing that seems to be a literal homage to people who have been playing the game for 10 years. Right. So I it was, it was a little weird. Now, personally... We have a coalition clan in the game. My mods play. I know literally hundreds, if not thousands of people in my in my community play Destiny regularly. It's a popular game. So I was like, sure, I'll watch it. I mean, they're going to have something to watch anyway, and I'll just, you know, hang out for a while. It's a sponsor stream. Sure. But no, I was a little surprised. I, I definitely was expecting there was going to be something for non-Destiny players, a bit of a carrot on a stick. Same. Um, so to me, it was kind of funny enough, the opposite, where it was like, not only was there not something to bring in new players they were basically showcasing content designed to cater to old players. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing we're just seeing this because it was like the last big thing and they just wanted as many eyes on it as possible. Maybe. Um, yeah. Um, historically they haven't done like destiny has not done very many sponsored streams. So I was in your camp as well when mm-hmm. they reached out and then I started, you know, talking to you guys like, Hey, are you doing this destiny? And then like, I saw the amount of people that were sponsored which was 
a very massive amount of Twitch, like a, a huge mm. push marketing campaign wise. Um, we're sponsored for that. I went into that thinking like they're about to drop some like crazy, huge announcement. And it was like, mm -hmm. no, the announcement was that you can join your friends now because it's going to bring your light level to the highest light level in the party. And if you don't play the game, you're everything I just said was fucking gobbledygook. Like <laughs> that doesn't mean anything to you. Uh, <laughs> I, I missed that. Yeah. That, that was the big announcement was like, you could just jump in with your friends who put in, countless amounts of hours and that, see the rate right, yeah uh, probably should have yeah during the presentation they like were going over the whole story of the whole like first game and second game like all the cutscenes and stuff yeah and i was like wow this looks so cool but i don't know who that is or why they're doing this or what's happening here but it looks really cool and i'm into it i just don't know what's going on it's like jumping into a soap opera like episode just randomly like you see all these people yelling and screaming and you don't know what's happened you don't have any context yeah, but yeah, I was the same camp. I was expecting Destiny Three announcement. I'm like, oh, here we go, Destiny Three. It's going to be announced. Everyone's sponsored. Yeah. But I was just like, oh, okay, this is good for Destiny players, though. But as someone doesn't play very often, I feel like I'd be lost if I just jumped in right now. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, it would. But like, I was hoping they'd have at least something like a, we're going to re-release the first part of the game as like a catch-up, like series of missions <clears throat> or something. But yeah, you know, they had like a. Those. They kind of did that. Yeah, they they put in like you, I think it's uh, four missions at this point. You can go back and do like old content through this like timeline thing for important moments uh that have happened through the Destiny 2 campaign, but this is like four missions through I don't know like six expansions or five expansions or something like that, right? Uh stuff that is very huge but it's it's like reading a chapter in a fucking forty chapter book. Um, it was really interesting watching that with uh, with Burke and Gassy Mexican who don't play Destiny, and I was doing my best to try to explain the story as those cutscenes were happening. I think they started and were interested, and by the end of that thirty minute thing where I was just nonstop talking, they were like, "What the." F what is I going just kind of glazed over. What oh the yeah, hell okay. is going yeah. on? <laughs> what is? Happening? I will say I actually loved the pre-show thing where they were just like going over all the major events and like little blurbs and yeah. like I, I as somebody like one of the things I like about Destiny is the lore. I think the world and and the lore is cool. So that was it was fun seeing all that stuff and kind of I felt like that was a an interesting little very broad and top level, but it was a nice little catch up. I mean that was cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it I it's it's weird. Uh, Sam, I I did not feel like this was for new players. I felt like this was for ca it was for casual Destiny players and Destiny players that have quit. Because mm. I fall into that camp, and Destiny historically has been incredibly punishing to people that are not willing to get sweaty in PvP, don't have a raid group. You just miss out on every part of the game they care about. They haven't had a new PvP map in like a year. The community generally was like pretty unhappy until this announcement. I don't know if they still are, but like I, I saw a lot of like negativity from the Destiny community on my on my feed often. And like I'm one of those people that would like I'll play Destiny, I'll do the story of that expansion, and I'll quit. Right. Yeah. And I and mainly that was because I didn't have the time to dedicate to grind up and do the raid. Because the the grinding required for light level, you're not you're not only grinding light level, you're grinding gear at the same time. And it's you all this just to get ready for like that that raid one raid day experience. And if you don't do it, then 
then you miss out on like a key feature of that expansion because once someone beats the raid, it changes. Everything changes. And so it's like sometimes you, you, yeah, you kind of yeah there's like this element of fomo where it's like you have to kind of participate in that like initial push or you kind of maybe miss out on something and so mm. i i got really frustrated by that element and then so when they were like hey you can go up to the like, level of your friend for me i was like that actually interests me because i don't have to grind as much to like do the raid or like play with friends and they kind of like ticked boxes that had made me quit so i'm interested in stuff i felt like those changes were kind of tailored to people like me who have played the game either casually or like have quit because they just couldn't handle the grind mm. um so that's kind of what i took away from it i think as a new player you wouldn't know what the hell was going on no uh, tally yeah. jumped in he's been playing the past like three or four days as a completely new destiny player and day one of his destiny 2 stream was watching Bayef's five-hour lore video to try to understand what the mm. fuck's going on in the game to like prepare him for Lightfall, which is the, the current expansion, yeah. is to watch a five hour long video outside. I mean, one of the, the game. one of the big things is is Cade Six coming back. And if you haven't played, that means nothing to you. Yeah. And yeah. the light level going up is is if you haven't played, it means nothing to you. Yeah. You know, but if you played when you know, if you played when Cade Six died, that's like, oh cool. If you played, you know, when the light level was a grind and you, you got tired of it, you're like, oh cool. Yeah. I don't think it's for new people at all. I, I think it's I tough. Know. I, I think sure. and I gotta like, admit. this is a contained experience, but it's yeah, it's not. You still need to the know whole, everything. The whole thing is just gonna be sad, I think. What do you mean? Like I because like the whole thing like Destiny about, like, two will be sad or no, no, no. I mean like uh the, the from and, and I guess is it are these spoilers since it was in the Destiny reveal thing? For I don't know if it's, like can we should we should we talk about what we saw in that? Does that matter? I know some people avoid eh, not, it. Not really. not really. I mean, okay. So they hinted at Cade throw coming... a tentative hand. Yeah, we'll, throw, we'll throw a tentative Destiny 2 hand up. Yeah. We'll yeah. All right. There we go. They, they hinted at Cade coming back, right? One of the most iconic level characters, et cetera, et cetera. But they made it very clear that you're going into the Traveler and the Traveler is like creating your memories. So it's kind of like, Cade isn't really coming back, dude. This is just kind of like him just coming back and saying, yo, he's, he's, you know, he's not, he's not service. being revived. It's just fan service. Yeah. Which yeah. is kind of sad because mm -hmm. I, I love the idea of like, you know, him actually coming back. Not that at all, man. It's just his ghost. Yeah. I use that term both, you know, you know what I mean? But, you know, it's just, it's just, writing decisions it's just, it's just a little echo. Made, yeah. By the way. Yeah. Was killing Cade. Oh, they recognize that uh, tenfold. It made yeah. me quit the game. Yeah. It pissed a lot of people off. I mean, Nathan Fillion stopped doing the role because he had to go film the rookie, right? With, on like CBS or whatever that. Mm -hmm. That's why they probably did that, but you're 100 percent correct that it actually p pissed people off. There's <laughs> a character yeah, like there He's are beloved. so few beloved characters in this franchise, and then you 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 know you one for shock factor. Yeah, and it's Nathan Philemon, man. I don't Everyone agree with that. Nathan. What have you done? It's the star of my show. Yeah, yeah. And and Co, you're 100 percent correct. There's no way that we get out of that expansion, and he's like alive. I, yeah, like the the whole the whole like the, that's that's the vibe I got from the entire show. It's like this is the end, and this this entire thing is structured so we can walk you through everything we've we've done through these memories, and then we'll have a final event, and then we can reset for this new thing we're doing in these in this new system, this echoes thing that we're doing three times a year. Like yeah. it's it's very much just a it's it's a goodbye. Yes, is what it is. It seems like the entire thing is an outro slash goodbye. 
which the is dev team. Uh, which is fine. Okay, but what if? Yeah. Oh God. What if anything made in the Traveler? Because based on the fact that we pick up new guns and shit inside, stays. Anything made there is becomes real. Stays. Maybe and he can just walk out. I think. I think strip and keep reaching for those stars, buddy. <laughs> I think hey, he I should be reaching for those. I stars. think I should be hired as a writer on the game because the only I way I, too. people come like me came back is if Cade walks out of that fucking Cade walks out. And if yeah. you're watching, Bungie, <clears throat> you've been warned. There you go. There you go. I will, I will say. Traveler, neither do I, motherfuckers. Okay. <laughs> I, I will. I will say. And the rest they, of my hunter boys, well, they're staying in too. Yeah. <laughs> If they do somehow lore wise have him like be created in the traveler, but then be able to get removed from the traveler at the end, I think that would be one of the best moves they could. Like, yeah. even yeah. if it'd be even more funny if he was like aware of it, where he's like, I started as a memory of Cade, but like, what am I doing still here? Like, oh, guess I'll have to keep being Cade now. Oh, well, you know, it's like that. That would be like hilarious and kind of awesome too. Yeah. Yep. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, it, it was definitely uh, like a, a strange experience. To, you know what? To see all the sponsored stuff for me. You know what? What? I don't think they're going to do that. And I think they're going to like kill him again. Yeah. Well, so here's the funny part is when Cade Wonder. 6 dies, it wasn't even Nathan Fillion voicing those lines. He had already left the role. It was. Oh, really? Yeah. It yeah, was. Uh, what I mean. They could have just uh, kept, kept going. What was his name? Yeah. Or what is his name? God damn it. He was opposite Troy. It was Nolan North uh, who was voicing oh, Kate Six at that point. Okay. And so that's that's when he, he died. So that might be what they're doing here is like giving Fillion the ability to actually like say goodbye as that character, but I don't know. We'll see. It all comes down to like is Nolan or is is uh, Nathan Fillion like willing to step into that role full time and, and you know constantly record lines, blah blah blah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, I've been playing the the league uh it's not they're not called leagues the season poe brained this game. yeah i'm poe brained i've been playing the season uh every night this week for about four or five hours and it's it's fine i'm i'm i've always enjoyed destiny it's a it's a great grind to just like pop into put something on another monitor and and kill things right like that's that's what i enjoy no streaming it uh no 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 reason to stream uh viewership for destiny is like it's a weird game to stream because the people that want to watch destiny, watch the specific people that stream destiny. And that's mm. it. Like they, do, they don't go outside of those. There are, there are certain communities <laughs> where like variety does not succeed. <laughs> and destiny is one of those like destiny viewers are extremely generous to destiny content creators. Yeah. But if you come into that directory as variety, they'll be like, Hey, welcome. And that's kind of it. Yeah. just go back and watch and then they'll leave and go get the information guy. they're looking for because yeah, yeah. the, the people those streamers are more clued into it co where it's like the viewer can be like hey when did the last vex incursion spawn and the streamer will immediately be able to say like it was x minutes ago so get ready because it's spawning in x minutes mm -hmm. whereas i'm just like i don't know i'm not i don't have a discord bot that's like timing this shit out for me every minute <laughs> maybe i'm gonna go do it it's 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 uh, the ability not. for the content creator to answer questions versus the ability for the content creator to just nonstop ask questions that will irritate the audience, and that's that's what I do when I play Destiny. Same. I'm like, where do I get this gun? What yeah. do I do? Yeah, yeah. So won't be streaming it. Uh, we skipped over this. 
But the, I I don't know. Was this was the the Rogue Trader stuff part of Opening Night Live, or was that outside of Opening Night no, Live? That was the IGN. Oh, that IGN was the IGN thing. Okay, yeah, they put out the the companion trailer, uh, which had all of the companions. Is this considered spoilers? Code? Not really. Okay. No, right, I I'll mean, leave it on yeah, screen. like I think I think the thing about this is Warhammer 40k fans, I think, are super excited to see what type of Warhammer people they're going to be able to play with in, mm. in mm. Rogue Trader things. So I don't think it's too much of a spoiler. It doesn't really talk about who they are uh, or you know their motivations and stuff. Just kind of like what they represent in the Warhammer universe. So uh, companion trailer was awesome. I have to admit, I was really hoping for a release date. Um, I thought that was what they were teasing, not necessarily the companion trailer. But I mean, the companions look awesome, dude. They're very, they're incredibly varied. There's, there's lots of different kind of interesting uh, factions are bringing in from the Warhammer 40k universe. Oh man, this this game is going to be so much fun. Yeah, so much fun. They also confirmed co-op. They did. Yes, yes. Which I'm sure. I'm. I'm are you planning on doing a co-op run, stripping? I would. I would have to find someone suitably uh into into it for warhammer um, pilled yeah it's a I little it's a little tougher i wouldn't want to bring a normie i, I <laughs> yeah. need to i need to i need to find a fellow a fellow warhammer pilled uh, i think to go in with baldur's gate 3 is this interesting phenomenon because it's so rare we get like a fully mo-capped fully really well voice acted bg you know crpg so it, it offers this veneer that brings in so much more audience that would normally play that game but now with rogue mm. trader we're kind of back to the normal like hey do you like reading? Because we got lots of reading. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, so you like Warhammer I mean, and lore and reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this this I mean, where where CRPGs are still a niche, this is almost like a niche of a niche. <laughs> it's like you're kind of double upping on it a little bit. Um, so I there's no way that that Rogue Trader is going to be as big as Baldur's Gate three by any stretch, but it's still going to be an absolutely phenomenal game. Yeah. I do think a lot very, of people would have if if Baldur's Gate three is their first CRPG. They'll be like, oh my god, I actually love this genre. And yes. then there might be a yep. lot of people that want to check this game out. So I think they'll definitely see a lot of success just coming off the back of, of Baldur's Gate. Yep. Which yeah. would be cool. There is no question that it's a the first hit is free situation. Yeah. 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 Yep. Where it's like, I think a lot of people are going to realize that they really love CRPGs, but they never really wanted to give them a try because of the barrier of entry that normally is there. So it's uh it's very exciting. Mm. Very yeah. exciting. Yeah. Dan, where are you at in the Warhammer fandom? Are you how do you feel about Warhammer? I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm the type of person. I'm a normie. I've only like played like some games and stuff. I don't know too much of the lore, but everything I played and seen read looks really cool. Like I I I played a lot of the Total War um, Warhammer games and um, some the some random ones that like I feel like every other month there's another Warhammer game coming out um, yeah. of some variety. Um, but they've all have like really insane characters and lore and races and stuff. And it fascinates me. I'm like, I, I want to like get more into it. Cause it just seems like such a fascinating place. And I see why people are obsessed with it because everything. That's how it, it got, just, that's how I got cool. into it. I, uh, yep. that was a Warhammer game. I really liked the look of, and I was like, but I know nothing about this world. And so I started doing a lore binge on stream and people would like send me videos to watch. And, and then that's oh, how that's I learned awesome. about everything. Is yeah. I just did it on stream with with chat because every I time I'd ask, have a game. Yeah, every time I ask about a character or something, like who's this emperor guy? Why is everyone so crazy? Like <laughs> people would be like, "Wait, he's he's what? <laughs> he's he's half dead." Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. like I made the mistake. Takes a thousand souls every day. 
we like to joke. I got about so into the, the law that I never played the game that I had intended to play. The whole reason I did the law. One of my, I like to joke about Warhammer fans that like you don't want to ask them a question about the lore because then it's it's like once the cork's been removed, you can't put it back in, and it just nonstop just spews for like hours and hours and hours about. It's like me with like Final Fantasy fourteen or Kingdom Hearts lore. I just won't shut the fuck up about shit. And there's so much, like it's so dense. Uh, like strip and watch, like you just said, like what six hours of videos or seven hours of videos on like one dude a day. Yeah, and 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 uh, yeah, it, it's it's very dense. Uh, it's like today, do you want to learn about this faction? Here's four hours of videos. Right, it's right. one faction of one. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, this all started as like a tabletop game in like the '80s or '70s. Like it's very old franchise, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. 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 Very much centered in like uh, I think it spawned in the UK, right? Like that's where it originated from. Yeah, Games Workshop. Yeah um speaking of of uh warhammer this was also shown space marine 2 which oh, honestly well, looks fucking sick uh is that on purpose co because i just i just haven't seen it yet oh dude I mean, you should look look at this it, yeah. look how insane this looks like th- they're it's using like, the world like, war like z gears of engine war, yeah but you're a chaos marine they're using the world war z engine to put up a thousand creatures on the screen at once and mm. it works so fucking well like the gameplay looks phenomenal in this uh and it is really much it it is gears of war like your character has that bulkiness to him and walks through and you just like slice through a billion mobs uh but it it's incredible i think there's multiple multiple videos out there of like 15 minutes of just raw footage um skill up put a video out if 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 that's your your fancy and they all said it was phenomenal to play uh and had a blast with it i i this was this was the turning point for me where i was like okay this looks fun I'm I'm on board with mm-hmm. this. Uh, it's very parry yeah. focused, uh, and all of this stuff. When you're fighting the Tyranids, you have to like. I think if you do a successful parry, you get armor um, on some of the bigger guys, and then you can just like mash through all the little guys. It looks like mindless fun, uh, and then looks like a good time. Yeah. Uh, and definitely a big improvement, Full I think, show. on the first one. So, uh, Dan, the you... first one was still fun. Yeah, yeah, it was it was fun. It, it, it was great fun. There wasn't uh, wasn't any glaring glaring issues with it. Um, yeah, I remember playing the first one on Justin TV back when uh, they introduced the smork emote for it. Like it was, <laughs> it was, uh, it was an experience. It was really, really fun, but this looks like leaps and bounds, like bigger and broader than that game. And I'm, I just want to go through and just tear shit up. It seems like it's going to be one of the best. It's like swarm games in a long time. Yeah. Mm. Wait. Yeah, they're really putting that that uh, engine to work uh, in the best way possible a- away from a zombie game and into like a proper Warhammer uh, power fantasy of just fighting thousands and thousands of mobs at once. So it's looking really good. Uh, definitely go check out the gameplay video if you haven't is seen it. Is it single player only or is there any co-op? I think it does have co-op. Ooh. Chat, can can you confirm for that? I, I want to say it has three-person co-op. Yeah, three-player oh, co-op. Wow. So definitely a game to jump fun. in with, uh, with friends on confirmed. Uh, that is that. What else has happened this past week? Uh, how's, how's everyone feel about black myth? Wukong? How, where are we? Good. Yeah. Are, are good. we in the looking, looking good camp? Got to gotta play more, but looking good. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll pull up this. This was from the, the Gamescom uh, showing of it. I don't know how to feel about this game. I feel like we've seen it forever. Uh, I feel like it's one of those g- 
games that you just never like I don't know if we'll ever actually play this still to this day. Uh even after seeing as much as we've seen. Um but it looks <laughs> very pretty. Right? Like it it's a fantastic looking game. I just want to see if we can play it one day. Uh Strippin, you you've played a lot of these type of games. How do you how do you feel about it? I mean, I I love the genre. I'll check it out. I it's just We've been looking at footage of it for so long. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's just like, yeah, I just want to, I want to be able to, like, it, when they lo- when they go on too long like this, my interest wanes, no matter how good the trailer is. So I, I would like to play it soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, you know, <laughs> something, something's going to come along that's going to take my interest more, and then that'll be that. Sure. Let me tell you about a game called Pantheon Rise of the Fallen. <laughs> <laughs> Where they just string you along. Forever. It's been like 10 years. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Been there. It looks great, though. It looks really cool. I just, uh, give me the game. Yeah. Stop, honey. Stop honey dicking me. Is. <laughs> devs, devs do be relatable. Honey, they do be honey dicking. They do be honey dicking. Yes, they, really they do. do. <laughs> they do be. <laughs> uh, Dan, any any thoughts on Black Myth uh, Wukong? I think it looks great. The main character looks like he's just monkeying around the whole time, but other God than that, it. yeah. it's... Thanks, uh, <laughs> Dan. <laughs> it looks fantastic. Like, some mix of Dark Souls and little Ghost of Tsushima. Like, it, it looks like it's going to be good if we ever get to play it, like you guys said. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No hints of release date or any type of release window. Yeah, been around a long time. I mean, it is at this point like there's so many Nvidia marketing videos around it that I wonder if they will just pay for it to be finished, yeah. so they could say like, guys, look it, at our look what our graphics cards could do. It's kind of like the new <laughs> Fable. It's like the Fable has been talked about for so long. It's like I just want to play it already. Can I like play it yet? Sure. Yeah. These trailers look great, but I, I want to like play it someday. Yeah. Yeah, there's one one day. We'll see. Yeah. See if we ever play it. We'll see what happens. Uh yesterday, Tenocon happened. Uh I mm. think mm. most of us watched it. Strippin, did you check out Tenocon? I did not. Okay, Strippin was not watching, it. so this is all first news for him. Uh we'll start with yeah. the soul frame. This game looks Ooh. wild. Uh Ooh. looks good, man. Ways. Yeah. It I it, it's a long ways out. I I feel like two or three years out, probably still. I hope the combat that that was my biggest issue with it is the combat looked basic, but it looked basic and it looked clunky. Yeah, we're we're a ways out, so they can always work on that. But environment Animation wise, locky. yeah, hundred uh, percent. Environment wise, um, vibe wise, it looked and felt exactly like all the best parts of Warframe, but in a like fantasy world. Um, and I'm on board. And more importantly, in a different container. Where with Warframe, we have like the super fast paced, like shooty, shooty gun gun. Like this one seems like slower, more RPG focused. I mean, he was like walking through environments. Warframe players like, what's that? What do you do with your feet? There? <laughs> yeah. um, it's like, it's, it's like a completely different feel. Yeah. Um, the boss felt a little soulsy in terms of like, you know, you're sitting there waiting for it to attack. You're dodging, you're getting a, like it, it was, a, it was a, a very different take on the kind of Warframe loop. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. I actually said during Tenocon, it's like, I wonder how Warframe players are going to like this. I mean, this is a, this is a, a great point. Deal. Um, but at the same time, dude, this stuff here, like gorgeous. 
And I think you just nailed it when you said the vibe. Like, it's kind of impressive that a game, they claim, they claim, it's only been in development for a year. <laughs> I think it's probably been a little longer. Yeah. But it already has what I would say a very unique voice. Um, like the music during the very last fight and like the, the, the way they were presenting things and the camera work. I mean, it's, it's definitely a vibe. It is a, a very unique vibe, which is surprising considering that like, you know, it's probably in the same engine. It's, you know, similar team and like it, uh, looking good, man. Looking good. Yeah. Uh, they did one say it was I'm, co-op uh, chat. Go ahead, Dan. One thing I'm like super excited about is like, I love Warframe, but I feel like Warframe's been out for 10 years and I always feel super behind whenever I play. Whereas mm. when this comes out, we'll all be able to start fresh with everyone, which is going to be a great feeling. So I won't feel overwhelmed or like I missed out on 10 years of stuff. Right. Yeah. No, that's a great point. Um, big Zelda vibes, especially from this, where he's straight up playing like a small little flute and having to repeat it. Are these supposed to be like warp points? Is, that's what I took from this. Do you guys have a different take? Are these now? This part was interesting because I'm 90% sure that when the player did this and saw that scene with the little girl, that's the little girl that shows yeah. up during the boss fight. So I think this was like a precursor. It seems like this, like Steve said in the presentation, apparently this the theme of this game is like nothing is irredeemable, you know, like a lot of saving things and things like that. So my guess is that whenever you, you fight or encounter stuff, you're going to be like finding a scene like this about them, a redeemable aspect of them. And then once you find that, you can actually go encounter them in their current, more dilapidated state kind of thing. So, like, I'm pretty sure that little adorable thing there is the giant-ass elk at the end. Yeah, and um, that's the girl yeah. as well. That's the, yep. the boss fight, yeah. Um, Back when they were pure and innocent. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how co-op's going to work into this, because uh, it is it is co-op. I, this is what they showed was like a very solo experience. Uh, they did show oh yeah remember that, they showed co-op in the in the underground area that was uh that was co-op i thought oh okay i thought that was just an npc that was another person yep. yeah got it okay uh well that's good um uh, maybe i guess that's where you you jump in um and and not through this stuff i'd i, I will yeah you, you bring up a good point though there's there was a lot of stuff in this that felt very single player rpg and and like how are they going to have multiple people do this in parallel like, yeah is it just going to be like where one person does it and the other person watches kind of thing like they they have some decisions <laughs> to make in that regard because they didn't show any of that in this they didn't show any like you know they just had a guy drop in and fight alongside him for a little bit and then disappear the co-op guy wasn't in the boss fight for this. are they going to balance every boss fight to be solo co-op like how's it going to work like it's uh yeah bring some questions for sure yeah the other thing too is is they talked about the hub but in Warframe, it's you like load into the missions. This was very much like a linear, longer progression through what looked like some sort of, I don't want to use the term open world, but it looked like a larger world, uh, mm -hmm. a larger environment than what you get in Warframes, which is kind of like, not arena, but there's smaller levels, uh, smaller areas for you to traverse. Um, so I don't know if this is going to be just a bigger area that you're going to load into or... This we'll might be a collection of what Warframe uses as open world environments now. So, oh, like in, in sure. War, yeah. So I'm I'm guessing they may, maybe we'll see like that part in the in the underground dungeon area. Maybe that's the tile set version. Like Warframe has open world and they have tile set. Yeah, tile set corridor. So mm -hmm. maybe that maybe we kind of saw a little bit of hint of that. But it does look like most of this, most of the cool parts at least, happened in like an open world environment. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I, I felt like um, the Duveria paradox was almost testing like stuff they're going to use in this game, like Could be. having the open world, big fields, 
like the way you load from one area to another. I feel like it's going to be something like that. Like it'll be big open world, but like loading screens in some places. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That might be right. Uh, Absolutely. And, and that I, I think to vary for those that, that haven't played it was fine. Like it, I, I enjoyed well, the cool. aspect of it. So mm-hmm. if it's more of that, then I'm, I'm on board. Uh, it's just the combat was, was uh, a little basic. Uh, and I, I hope that changes. Um, between. I immediately was turned off seeing them start attacks and having them plant their feet until the animation was done. That's like that, that never feels good in a melee system. Yeah. It, just, it never really does. Like even, you know, it, it, it works if you're, if your entire game is balanced around it, I like a souls, like maybe, but in a game kind of, that's coming from something like Warframe, that's a, felt like a step back in a lot of ways in terms of fluid mm. movement and fluid interaction. So hopefully they work on that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sturban, any first takes on this seeing it for the first time? I mean, it looks cool. They they did say, I think, that the game was going to be slower than Warframe. Yes. Um, I just hope it's not too slow because I think one of Warframe's appeals is how fluid you can get with the move, movement, and it's like almost a learned skill. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think they're very much like the Warframe devs are a lot like the PoE devs, and it's like they're more than happy to just trial and error stuff. And I think we'll see a lot of that. Um, where it's like, hey, let's try this. It's like, oh, you don't really like that. Try this. But eventually they end up with like this amazing game, but it's like, it definitely is a process. So I'm definitely excited to jump in and check it out. Yeah. Um, I just realized it is kind of interesting, the tangents between Warframe to Soulframe as PoE to PoE 2. Like they're yeah, both oh, yeah. trying to take like a slower yeah. approach yeah. on their main game. They're true. both going through like this big reset. They're both kind of changing how things work a little bit in the next one. Like, not not quite to the degree of PoE one and PoE two, but it is a uh, you know it's kind of cool. They're both kind of working in parallel a little bit in that regard. Yeah, yeah, that would. I'd love mm. to have keeping the to... keeping the first game running as well. Right. Yeah, I'd love to yeah. see the yeah. devs talk uh, <laughs> to each other about yeah. that because there probably is co a, a ton of shared experience there. Uh, that make a great podcast, man. Yeah, they should do PoE that. devs mm. and the Warframe devs. They yeah, should definitely that'd be, that'd that. be super interesting <laughs> to just listen to the, the darkest dungeon devs in there too, man. <laughs> yeah, I guess darkest one, darkest dungeon one, and darkest dungeon two definitely different in that regard. And, and graphically, I was like, I can't believe this is a free to play game. This looks stunning for being a free to play game. It just looks gorgeous. Yeah, they. Uh, I think didn't Steve uh, Steve Sinclair. I think is his last name, uh, who is the head or the lead on that game, was talking about how they have a new lighting engine uh, in the Warframe. And then uh, the Warf- uh, Re- Rebecca, the uh, creative director, t- I forget all the titles there, um, said that they are using that engine, the new lighting engine, in the new Warframe content coming out. Um, so there's, there's shared assets there, which is cool. And yeah, oh, man. it is gorgeous. Yeah, and then the let's, new let's Warframe talk about the Warframe content, stuff. man. Oh my <laughs> lord, dude! I that was crazy. Can we just jump? Can we skip the first part and just jump to nineteen ninety? Yeah. Even though the first part looked great, it looked like great. the first part looked awesome. Yeah, but it didn't yeah. have fucking oh, nine inch nails playing. <laughs> the uh, Yeah, this is uh, this is Warframe nineteen nine, which is coming uh, nineteen ninety nine, which is coming in twenty twenty four, and I don't. I mean, this was like classic. Tenocon, where it's just this crazy bombastic trailer where the entire player base is like, I don't have a fucking clue what the hell just happened, but I'm on board. Uh, they've got like actual nine inch nails 
playing uh, right now in the trailer, which I'm not going to unmute. Um, but it's from an album that Nine Inch Nails actually released in 1999. Uh, and it looks absolutely insane. Uh, it looks like some sort it's of Dark like, Sector. Yeah, it's Dark like, Sector. Well, it's, it's yeah. eight years before the events of Dark Sector, though, right? Because that didn't Dark Sector come out in 2007, either. I think, or, or take place in 2007. But there's like references to the. It's all over the place. It was wild. Yeah. Regardless. Um, and I don't, I just want to know like what it means. Uh, like, is this supposed to be, there's like an old computer that they type into. So is that supposed to be like the player transferencing into like the matrix or some shit <laughs> and we're playing through memories or I don't know. I don't really it's, know. Who knows, man. Seems to me like they were plugging into whatever that thing that was sleeping was. It was like waking up as they were typing stuff in there. And maybe you're like going through that creature's memories, which happens to be this guy um, who looks like he is one of the Warframes. Like his moves are part of it. Yeah. I was just like blown away. Like imagine playing Warframe where everything is like 1999 tech and looks and like real world Earth. I wonder like how big is this going to be? How how much will I see? Will there be open world areas? Like just so many questions. Like I got really excited at this part. Yeah. It, it was very, very hype um, to see it all kind of just, you, I, I said this yesterday during the sponsor stream, like it, you never know what's going to be shown at Tenocon because they've shown such wild. I mean, one year was like Railjack. Here is like spaceship fighting and, and that came out and it is what it is. But when it first showed like, fucking bananas uh and and that's every year when or not every year because of covid but whenever they do tenocon they show crazy stuff and you never know what to expect and where they're going to take the game um and now it's like are we going to get more time travel shit are we going to go like further back in the t- are they going to jump forward in time is this even time travel is it just memory stuff i don't i don't know but it's exciting right? like, yeah I'm, and i will say it's it. it's super weird that the dude in the current timeline or the the past current future past timeline the guy that was in the warframe universe yes was using the computer from 1999 yes that is super weird yes like that we know that like that's not a weird memory like they even the player i think at one like was using it at one point so that which brings like warframe with a direct connection to our world like the whole thing is just it's just freaking crazy man it's freaking yeah. crazy. I can't wait to see what direction they're going with it. Very curious to see where the uh, where the story goes for the yeah. With maybe even the wildest part out of this, the next ten years of Warframe, which is like well, apparently according to Reb, it's going to be forever. So she did you know, say it was buckle. a forever game, but yep. yeah, mm-hmm. this yep. Warframe's existed for ten years, uh, which very few games can say that, especially live service games. I mean, this is like the one of the original live service games. Uh, and they're still continuing to put out like crazy content that, uh, makes people freak out, uh, when they see it. So excited to see what, uh, what this turns into and what this, uh, looks like in next year. And then like we mentioned this, what was the other, what was the name of the other thing, which looked crazy to begin with that they showed before this, the, the, yeah, for Warframe, it was like this year's expansion. Uh, there's some, it was, it had a name whispers in the wall. There we go. Uh, oh yeah. 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 Uh, that looked, that looked really cool too, uh, with giant, like open, uh, spaces in it. So definitely check that stuff out. If you have not seen it, is that it? We got, there's small tidbits. Steamworld build got a release date code. Did you see that? 
Which one? SteamWorld uh, Build. That, uh, oh, no, that, I didn't see that. That's December. So we got a December game. Cool. Uh, great. great. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, you need to start fleshing out November, December. Yes. Like I, I, you know, we're going to be, we're going to be finishing up us cyberpunkers. We'll be finishing up our run probably mid to late October. Yeah. So then we got TwitchCon for those of us that are going to that. So then we need like, we need to fill up November, December. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, it it would also be nice to have a couple months to do all the games that have come out over the last month and the next month. Dude, I'm looking so many good games that have come out. I'm looking forward to a break. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, absolutely. I need uh, to just take a, how many I'm curious, how many hours have you guys streamed this month? Because I looked at that last night. This is, I think, the highest month I've streamed ever. Oh. Uh, uh, not barring the 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 subathon I did. That would be like that would be August. It'll it'll be one of my highest. I don't want to look. I looked and it was like, oh, I that's not healthy. I think I've streamed 10 hours every single day, is what it averages out to. Yeah, getting wow. through Baldur's Gate was that was a lot of streaming and long hours. Yeah, to get it done, it was. It it it's rare that a game is so good that you can just do a twelve hour stream and not feel like a twelve hour stream. The game was just so Absolutely. good. Yeah, yeah, two hundred and seventy. Holy shit, that's forty more than me. That's too much streaming. <laughs> Wait, what do I see? This go to go to overview and then just like look at August. Co, that do you realize how many fucking that's literally ten hours a day, Co. It's there's been twenty seven days this uh two two hundred and twenty eight. Yeah, I'm at two thirty. Whoops. Yeah, I'm at two twenty two. Okay. Oh, BG three is really good, y'all. <laughs> 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 I think we can all agree on. that uh we'll work a little too much. Yeah. I, I definitely I definitely had like a week where I, I just what I did was me, 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 my, me and my wife have had, had a lot of discussions in the, the months leading up to this. And I was like, baby, there's two games coming out this year that I've been waiting for for like <laughs> 10 years a piece in some cases longer. Like I just, I'm going to take like a week off for each of them. And she was like, you know what? Okay. You. So like, yeah. Oh, I love exactly. you. Like, but exactly. And I'm going so, to like, uh, <laughs> dude, we, I, I basically, basically like I laid, we laid the groundwork, you know, I gave her like a bunch of weekends before, you know, helped out more than I would normally around the house and stuff. And so that and Starfield. So I'm doing the same thing for Starfield. <laughs> Of like I'm bundling up and yeah. taking another week, Wait, taking another is, week off for Starfield. Is 270 just on one channel? Because you have two channels. No, it's both combined. Oh, it's, it's both combined. Two, okay. 204 right. and 66 are what I'm looking at. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, it, it still adds together, but yeah, that's yeah. wild. Yeah. And and Starfield is we're five days away. Uh, I guess at this four, point, four days. Four, four days. Four four sleeps. Or or sleep. What was that? Was that yes. tweet? They just put out. They said if you visit one planet a day. Dan, that was Dan's like, tweet, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Dan said that. Yeah. 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 He's, he's, he's kind of a, he's kind of a big deal tweet, stripping. Man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> finish the thought. You got what was the full tweet? It was. It take you like three years or something to finish the game. Yeah, two point two seven years, I think, if you finish every planet, uh, or if you if you visit a planet a day. That was the tweet, right, Dan? Yeah. Just yeah. one a day. 2.74 years. My yeah. goal is about 600 planets a day. <laughs> there you go. Got to <laughs> hop around. I, uh, I have to admit, I'm so interested, just a random little tangent here, I'm so interested to explore that mechanic. Like, are they actually going to make it so all those planets have even one thing interesting and unique on them? Or is it going to be like, there's going to be 20 planets with fun stuff and then just procedural desert? Of like yeah, get, random repeating be Mass Effect, like, Mass Effect style, where it's like, yeah, hey, three of these planets have like 
a tiny bit of gas. Um, I, I'm worried it's going to be, be very, like very Daggerfall, where like it randomly generates in ways that it's impossible to navigate and stuff. Daggerfall mm. used some mm. early like random random generation tech, and I wonder how improved they are over the last twenty years since then. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, people, and I'm sure, Dan, you're getting this a lot, too, because I know you're doing a big 100% run of Starfield, too. And people keep asking me, like, you say you're doing a 100% run of Starfield. Like, what does that mean with all these planets? And my answer to them is the same every time. I'm going to fully and fundamentally explore the, the planet procedural system. And we are going to keep doing that until we stop finding unique things. That's where, like, once we've seen everything that system has to offer, I feel like that's doing everything there is to offer in the system. But if it's the kind of thing where, yeah. you know, the last three planets were all the same outpost. Before that, those last two planets were the same, like find all the flora missions. Like once you once you've done every mission like three or four times, at that point it's just like you're done. There's nothing new to see. You're just spinning your spinning your wheels, wasting your time at that point. So, so there, how how much do you guys want to know about all the stuff that like Todd and uh uh I'm blanking. Who's the studio head of Pete Hines? Yeah. They they did a lot of interviews talking about a lot of stuff that's in the game. Do you guys We're gonna be watching me? all of those on the thirtieth? Okay, there's. <laughs> yeah. I, we won't go into the nitty gritty then. Uh, but like on the topic of planets, they said that modders will be able to make whole planets. Super cool. So yep. like, what does that? They'll also mean? be able. They're also going to be able to appropriate planets. Yeah. So if there's like a specific planet that's deemed as like a you know like a procedural whatever, like a modder can take that planet and like add a whole bunch of stuff to it, which makes sense. I mean that you know I think that's like one of the first thing a modder would probably want to do is you know. How do I make most icely? You know, like, <laughs> like it's, I think it's going to be, uh, that's going to be a very cool thing to see. Yeah. Someone will make a mod where you can land in Skyrim in that game. Yep. You'll just land and then you'll be inside of Skyrim. A whole Elder Scrolls solar system where each planet yeah. is just a different, a different game. Absolutely. I'd be yeah. so or maybe angry and I'm not, different I'm not zones. Sure <laughs> <laughs> oh God. It's going to be fun. Let, be let fun. Skyrim die. <laughs> <laughs> let it die. Never, never stripping. But this game has been never. re-released forty-eight times. Todd <laughs> like Todd sneezes man. into his hundred-dollar bills. Yeah. No, uh, no, it's not dying. <laughs> it's not dying. Um, yeah, some of the there, there's just like some little snippets that he said. Uh, Pete Hines in the interview said he accidentally got sucked into the vacuum of space because he boarded an enemy ship and then the pilot took off. So that seems wild. Uh, Todd said that a long time ago. Uh, certain companions will get annoyed with you, even if you do bad things. Even companions who are really close to you. Uh, here's an interesting one: New Game Plus relates to the main story, so he couldn't say a word about it. He says it's different from most New Game Plus mechanics, and it is rather quote special. It's different from New Game Plus mechanics, but it's exactly like No Man's Sky. We're going to get to the end, and it's going to let you rebirth the universe. Yeah, uh, if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> It's gonna be, dude. If they actually pull a No Man's Sky with the ending, that would be hilarious. Yeah, I don't know. Unless you're No Man's Sky, and then it's depressing, and then you're then you're upset. I know, right? Um, Then it's gonna be like the Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's like, (laughs) 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 "Wait a second. (laughs) Even said that the game doesn't really even uh, begin until you finish the main quest. That's when I saw that line. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's interesting. Yeah. That was a that that's that go, what that is such a loaded statement. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a loaded statement because that that infers where it's like there were things you couldn't do before finishing the story. That infers there is an end game. And yep. it's like, 
what yeah, does I mean, that even mean? Especially like, what is an end game? game? Yeah. Yeah. Blizzard yeah. Said like, that. said that about Diablo 4, guys. I don't know. <laughs> I like how we've got like two massive ESO, or, or uh, Bethesda heads here, and then Strippin's the voice of reality. It's like, guys, they've been saying this shit for years. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I mean, Strippin's right. Strippin's totally right. Everyone I mean, does their shit. <laughs> There's a hundred percent chance that it's just a marketing term, hundred percent chance. But if he actually is speaking the truth, that's a really strange thing to say. Like, you guys what? deserve to Why? be happy, and I want you to thank you. <laughs> I love it. It's great. It's great. I'm so excited to see what happens one way or the other. Um, Someone in chat. Well, Todd. Todd says a lot of things. He Todd does, does Todd, say a lot of Todd, things, and yeah. now Pete say a lot of things. Pete says a lot. Pete was out there, and this actually. I think Pete said this because there were a lot of leaks that said this. And so he came out and said, uh, the people who are playing the PC, uh, that play the PC game that have it early said the performance is smooth and it's the, what was the direct quote that it's the least buggiest game they've ever released or least buggy Starfield game. The rumors coming out are that, and, and the kind of snippets coming out was that, uh, multiple reviewers have done double digit hour playthroughs and not seen a bug. Yeah. Is that true? Obviously nobody mm-hmm. knows. But that's that's the stuff making the rounds. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like feet. it's kind of like I, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Do oh hope god, they, yeah. Yeah. There's been a bug in every one of their games since Morrowind is that the longer you play, the more buggy your game gets because everything gets saved into your save and the save starts getting massive. And yeah. when it starts getting huge, it starts causing more problems. So I hope that they've fixed that finally after 30 years. Um and that if we were playing like a 200 hours, if it's still like a smooth experience or it starts snowballing and getting bad. Yeah. Mm. We'll, we'll see. see. Um, apparently we are just now getting to the point where, where reviewers are starting to let it slide that they have completed the main campaign. So oh, really? Well, I'm yeah. sure we'll start seeing more and more interesting things as time goes on. I had, yeah. I had one of my friends coming on this, but the amount of people that have willingly broken NDA for this game is staggering. Dude, one guy got arrested for it. Yeah, that's what I was about Staggering. to bring up. There was uh, a guy uploaded 45 minutes of the game on social media, and he was booked on felony charges. Um, to be fair, the reason he was booked on felony charges is because he stole physical copy. Right. So they from, actually got from him. A, on, like, uh, they got, yeah, they got him. It's not like they got him for leaking Starfield. They got him on theft. Well, <laughs> so like that. Yeah, the the story is actually a lot more wild than that because they. The initial charge was that in possession of marijuana in Tennessee. <laughs> and then they searched his house and saw that he had $2,500 to $10,000 worth of stolen property. Uh, <laughs> well, half of which included, or a good portion of which included, boxed copies of Starfield, which he was selling for upwards of $650 a pop. So it's a whole fucking thing. Uh, it's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, but... Yeah, man. I started. Did, did anyone see? Did I don't know if it was a joke, but hit the video that he made about Starfield. Uh uh-uh, oh, what? Did, I did not. What? Did okay, I'm not gonna say because I'm not sure if it's real. Okay, all right. Yeah, better but, not. Better like, not. yeah, it looked like a. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna get into it. Okay, all right. It, it was wild, very curious apparently. if it was real. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was real. Really? Well, then what is it? Say it. Just it's some guy, oh, and he's just, just go, got a phone. allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> full disclaimer, allegedly, That's it was a guide. He's just, he was basically just looking into his phone. He's like, yo, I got these copies of Starfield and it's pretty good. Y'all done good, Todd. Like, y'all did good. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was the video. Like, y'all are going to like this. <laughs> oh, that's fucking funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, 
the gentleman looked like he may have been partaking at the time. Sure. Um, yeah. Which was more power to him. Absolutely. Yeah. Man Tyrone. <laughs> Man. Absolutely. Oof. Uh, where, where are you guys at? I mean, this is the last check-in we'll have in terms of uh, pre-Starfield. Co, where's the hype level at for you? I got to admit, you know, I've, I've, again, I've been going in expect, not expecting a lot. Um, I was expecting a traditional Bethesda cluster for a release. Um, we're actually hearing more and more about how this might actually be awesome. Um, I'm starting to accept there might be a reality where Starfield hype and the release actually line up. Um, it's crazy to think there could be a world where everyone's talking about Starfield in a week and not Baldur's Gate three anymore. Um, it's, it's, there's a whole lot of copium involved and a whole lot of huff in it, but I mean, it's, I'm, I'm still tempering stuff. I'm still, I'm still doing my best to remain grounded, but I'm pretty fucking excited. JP. Yeah, no, I, I, cause <laughs> I, mean, I'm, I'm, I know if I, it's, cause yeah, it's I'm hyped, tough. and I know if I'm like hype on this, you and Dan are just like trying to keep it, trying to keep it in. <laughs> you yeah. try it's starting it's, to I'm, burst at the seams a little bit for you guys. I'm playing, I'm playing this game where I'm like doing my best to like maintain realism and not flip out like a five-year-old kid on Christmas Eve. Like yeah. it's this, like, like, like penduluming back and forth between these. Um, I think we yeah. call that a charade. Where I'm from. <laughs> that's the English, charade? The English term for it is that's a charade. Yeah. Charade. You're pretending. Hey, I, you're pretending you're cool. <laughs> you're not cool. Yes. Oh, thank you. Okay. I was like, is that like I didn't got chat from I thought it was a British thing. Um, but yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm trying to pretend that I'm fine with everything, but I'm I'm really just kind of flipping out and yeah. Not helping. Okay. This Dan? is my like this game is what yeah, go ahead, Dan. Yeah, Dan, you're about Please. the same spot. You need to uh, stop talking. I've been um a follower of the Church of Todd for a long time. And <laughs> oh God. That's, get, a, that's a terrible about, way to start. He's the vow. <laughs> <laughs> we get uh games from him so rarely. And Deacon Daniel over here. <laughs> <laughs> I like I've been excited for this game for so long just because it's a Bethesda game and like I've been through all the bad ones and the like the terrible launches. I, I was expecting it to be really you know, pretty shaky, but everything I'm hearing, like, like giving out early release copies, there, um, people are like leaking little tidbits that it's like really good. It gives me like even more excited than usual that this might be the first one that just works. God. Like it's just it'll just work on the first day, which will be amazing. Like and mods will just make it better instead of having to fix it and then make it better. Um, like in the past, so I am like ecstatic because we. It takes him so long to make one of these games. The last one was Fallout Four that Todd made. Um, so it's been like six years. And then th- the most exciting part about Starfield coming out, cause is it's going to be amazing. But once they release Starfield, they're going to start on elder scroll six. And I'm going to lose my goddamn mind when they <laughs> finally show that game in the future. Cause I've been waiting for elder scroll six since 2011. And I'm just Here's, gonna be so happy. See, when I'm, comes out. I'm the, I'm the guy that, that, I'm right there on Dan's heels, except for the next one. Because, like, then they can start working on Elder Scrolls 6, and then they can announce Fallout 5. Fallout 5, yeah, it was coming after that. Because they, they, they oh. generally announce their next thing while they're working on one thing. Yes. So, uh, like, we might actually get, like, a Fallout 5 trailer soon. For me, oh, I, think, I think I'm having the midlife crisis because I'm like, we're going to be 50 when that game comes out. Yep. <laughs> that is we'll, be, we'll be lucky oh, if we're God. 50 <laughs> by the time Fallout 5 comes out. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. 
Yeah. We'll have to have a retirement home drop frames episode. That's we right. Yeah, we're all going to be in our. Walkers. I'm already in my wheelchair. I can't walk <laughs> after falling down the stairs. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll be there. We'll be hanging out. It'll be great. It'll be great. Uh, Stripping. I'm not going to leave you out. Where are you at with your hype levels of Starfield? Stripping's like. This game, <laughs> I a few, a few. I did not give two shits about Starfield until maybe a week. Yeah, I was like, I, I would like, I just couldn't care. I'm not super into space games. I oh. liked Mass Effect a lot, but I think the thing I liked most about Mass Effect was the RPG elements. Um, mm. I'm not super big on the space games. You know, Star Citizen felt disappointing. Um, no Man's Sky, I think it's okay, but again, like, I think I'm just not big on space games. Uh, there's a lot of elements I enjoy about it. So it's like Fallout in space or whatever. I'm like, that's cool, but I'm more excited about not in space. Uh, so we'll see how much is in space in Starfield. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to play it, but, uh, I'm not part of the, the House of Todd at all. Okay. Don't have your uh, annual membership. I have pamphlets uh, the, if you want one. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll take one. Uh, the way the way that I made Fallout Four fun was I I just did like wacky, really stupid build. Right? Yeah, I just try and like have fun with the games. So I'll 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 probably apply that to this and just try and have fun with it, um, and see how wacky I can get with it. See what happens. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm very open to, to checking out and seeing how good it's going to be. Um, Let's. Uh, what? Yeah. Where do you guys think review scores hit? We did this with Baldur's Gate, and we were all absolutely wrong. We all lowballed yeah. it, actually. Yeah, with we Baldur's were. Gate. We all lowballed it. Yeah, I I would never have guessed pre Baldur's Gate that the world would take that much of a shining to a CRP. I think you said I low eighties. I said high eighties, yeah. and Zeke said low nineties, and it was a. I think it's a ninety-seven. Oh yeah, some shit like one of the. It, uh, there was a time when it was the highest. Oh wait, what is it now? Did it drop? Oh, that chat saying their guesses for Starfield. Oh, oh. Um, yeah, I think I think there was a drop at one point. Uh, you know, ninety six is what yeah, chat. Still amazing. Yeah. So for Starfield, yeah, um, I think late eighties, high nineties. Ooh, okay. I might be the low ball. Well, I would stripping is on the show. <laughs> stripping late eighties, high nineties. Yeah, for the yeah, Metacritic, like, the like between eighty eight and ninety two. I think between eighty eight right. and ninety two. Oh, low nineties. Okay, I would I would say I would say low nineties. Dan, where I don't you think at? they're allowed to go. I don't think they're allowed to go lower. I think they'll they'll get it in the neck. Okay, I would say probably a hundred because Todd can do no wrong. Okay, all right. Dan's full on no, the Kool Aid. I'm I'm guessing probably like low to mid nineties. That's my guess. Low right. to mid nineties. I'm gonna go mid. It's like you know, like one hundred two, one hundred three. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah, it it might be me keeping expectations low, so I am pleasantly surprised. But I'm I'm gonna go mid 80s. I'll go 90 on the nose. 90 on the nose. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, Oh God. Oh God. We lowball BG3, and I hope we're not all highballing Scott. We highball this because of BG3. (laughs) Oh no. Oh Oh, God. Oh man. It's happening. I mean, that's oh, 100. God. He, he, Guys, no hold what, on. That whole fucking article about keeping expectations in check about BG3 for AAA games was just real right here because we all said it's going to be incredible <laughs> because of BG3. Fuck. Honestly, I, they were right. I think, the only, I think the only thing we can do is burn down Larian. I think I that's think the so. only Wait, thing we can do. Too, I think too much power. I got too, too much power. Too much power. Like, we need, yep. to, we need to get him out of here. Sven's uh, got to go. Yeah. 
Sven's got to go. It, He's got to go. Much, if we do too it much now, passion, we make too high a bar. If we do it now, we make a martyr out of them, and they get more power. Oh, oh, oh fuck. No. That's true. Right. You fucked up. All right, look, hold on, hold on, hold we on. We all hope they destroy themselves. No, guys, here guys, it is. guys, let's pull. I got $3.50. bucks. let us pull it and buy Larian. We got to buy it. Either we have to buy Larian yeah. or Phil's got to buy Larian. Those are the only two things. Yes. Yeah. And then they, and then we'll, and then we'll get them to make Redfall too. There you go. And then the, their downfall happens. Ooh. Beautiful. That's the plan. Done. Okay. That's the plan. Uh, in. Well, now yeah. on that note of uh, depression and sadness, uh, did you guys <laughs> hear about this uh, this Bioware layoff uh, that happened? Oh, man. Uh, yeah. They had a bunch of uh, cutbacks recently and, quote, let go of the lead writer behind Baldur's Gate 1, 2, and the first three Dragon Age games. Meanwhile, Larry is like, um... <laughs> yeah. like, would you like a job sir We're would you like a job <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah dude it's just 50 employees approximately around 20 percent. And, and obviously they were probably mostly working on the new dragon age yeah and which we have been gotten devoidly little information on um mm-hmm. for a good mm-hmm. period of time now so even an already troubled showing becoming even more concerning uh yeah not a not a great look not a great look yeah, not Very at all. Commonplace, though, isn't it, to to get rid of the writers when the writing is finished? That kind of approach. Yeah, um, it does make you wonder. Like, is the writing finished on whatever they're working the on? So, yeah, I was going to say there's there's two there's two things in game dev. It's relatively normal once a a, a project position is fully done for the mm-hmm. devs of those positions to leave the company, especially if they're not like already thinking about making a sequel. So it's it's normal. Like for a but game to wrap up. That's also not twenty percent of the work. Not only is it not twenty percent, it's not normal to do that when your game doesn't have a release date in sight. Yeah. When yeah. when when there's not even like so like like this is much more indicative of something going potentially wrong or maybe they're going a different direction extend, again. Yeah, exactly. Like it's the one, funding for the dev window. It's, it's one thing when the project's winding down and it's like a handshake you did your job awesome you know go find a better job yeah, somewhere right. else but this you're is right. a little and 50 people at once like yeah dude yeah. they're supposed to be working simultaneously on dragon age and mass effect right now yeah so mm. it's not a good sign when you're working on two games to be shortening your staff instead of growing it so it makes me worried about bioware as a whole like maybe ea is does is going to do what ea does which is sometimes randomly just shut the doors on it they've done it with yep. many companies and i'm really worried that one day we're going to get that news article that bioware is shut down bioware is getting shuttered yep and that they're selling the ips yep. or moving them to other studios i mean what e- uh, how many IP- ea has go, go ahead, ahead. I'm, I'll, I'll think about my thought i was gonna say ea has this tradition of acquiring companies and then doing everything they can to cost cut Way below the point of how they, you know, to the where they can consistently deliver quality, and then when they stop delivering quality, surprise, due to all this other stuff, then they cut them loose, exactly like Dan said. So we haven't, we've seen that multiple times, and it's so unfortunate. And then they keep the IP. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of times, and then they just a lot of times they mothball the IPs, which is even more concerning and and frustrating. So it's because then then the gamers don't get these great IPs we love, but to think that could happen to Bioware. Like, it's just like, I mean, I think when just saying that name, I think, is one of those nostalgic things where, especially as older people, such a legacy, amazing right? Bioware games over the years. To think that that yeah. happened to Bioware is just, it's just 
it's heartbreaking, man. It's heartbreaking. It really is. Yep. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. You like fall in love with these companies when like, like you were growing up as a kid and we were playing like Baldur's Gate and Dragon Age and Mass Effect and like growing up and with these games and they just become part of our life. And then they're just one day, not what they used to be. And then they're gone. And it's, it's sad. It's, it's been happening to a lot of companies lately that they've gotten too big and then they just lose their way and then they're and- not the same anymore. Yeah. What's really interesting is to think about is every company has at least one Sven. Every company has at least one person who champions the ideals and, and the, you know, we, but we don't always hear about them. We don't always hear about these people. So it's, it's kind of crazy that I bet, I bet almost assuredly for all these big companies that we've seen fall from grace, if you had full access to the information when people left the companies and stuff like this, I bet almost every one of them has a moment where if you find like when a certain person or a certain group of people leave the company, like that's the moment. Yeah. That's when the company no, no longer was the company. They became like, that's when the soul left the body kind of thing. For Um, Bioware, it was uh, three gentlemen called the doctors. They were the, (laughs) they were all doctors and they all started Bioware to make the, these great games like Baldur's Gate and then Mass Effect stuff. They were in charge of like, most of the games and they left about five to 10 years ago, all three of them eventually. And ever since they've been gone, it's been not great for Bioware in terms of be real. Yeah. I thought you were joking at first. Um, you're serious. There was like a, no, he's he's talking about like Ray, um, um, Mazuka and, and, um, they're all doctors. They're all like licensed physicians. Uh, Real folks. Interesting. Yeah. That's, that's, that's crazy. Is that pre or post Anthem? I think it's right after Mass Effect Three. They started leaving one at one after. It's definitely pre Anthem, right? Yeah, pre yeah. pre Anthem in that case. Pre Anthem. Yep. There you go. There you go. Interesting. Mm. Bioware was a medical company when it first started. Is that real? No, there's just doctors that wanted to make games. No, like, but they, Chad, Chad is saying that it was founded as a. Oh really? I mean, the name checks out. <laughs> they had created <laughs> yeah. a medical simulation program. The three uh-huh. also played video games for recreation, eventually deciding to develop their own. The success in the medical field provided them with funding they needed to launch a video game company. To make the first game, they pulled the resource together, which launched the capital of 100000 The company was incorporated on uh, February 1st, 1995, uh, and then formally launched on the 22nd of May, 1995. And that's when they made Shattered Steel. Uh, which was their proof of concept demo, similar to Mech Warrior? Huh. It just shows like they were all in positions to like have very steady careers as doctors, but they just loved games and they just wanted to make games instead. And that they went with their dream and made some of the best games they've ever made. Yeah, I had no idea. That's wild. We all learned some there. Mm. I think if we don't talk Armored Core Six. We start. We might start getting revolts in chat. So let's talk onward. Course six oh, yeah. is probably a big release of the week. Uh, I have not played it yet because I watched Strippin fight a boss for five hours and I'm scared. <laughs> but apparently that's not the case. I also have just been too busy with other things. Uh, Dan and Co. I think have both played it. No one's finished it. Um, how do we handle spoilers? Is there? Do we just not talk about bosses? What do you? Well, it's interesting because it turns out there's no story in the game. So there's not much to spoil. <laughs> okay, great. 
Fantastic. It sounds like a perfect game for me. Um, how is it? Like I, yeah. I, I have not played a single second of it. Uh, Strip and I, I made the joke that you're, uh, you were stuck on a boss. How you maybe have the most experience with it so far? How are you enjoying Armored Court Six? I, you know what it means. Yes, I was, I was stuck on a boss, and I overcame it, like true gamers do. And then I like one or two attempts did every other boss. Yeah. It made me stronger. Okay. Okay. So this game. So in in Soul, in FromSoft games, uh, they're obviously they're famous for being technically difficult, hard games. And what that normally means is you just once you learn the kind of attack pattern of a boss, then you can solve the riddle. And Armored Core is very different from that. Armored Core is like uh, the puzzle is your build. Um, and so a lot of the times in order to beat a boss or a fight, um, you need to look at your build and you might need to go back and replay some levels and grind some money and buy new guns. Uh, you can sell like all of your guns and armor for the same price you bought them at. So you can kind of experiment a lot with your builds uh, and they encourage it a lot as well. You can kind of change guns. If you fail a mission that you can just change guns and go straight back in that kind of stuff. Um, if you're like me though, you pick a build and then you say, no matter what, I'm going to beat the game with this build. And I refuse to change. Ah, the old That's classic soul. Special. That's yes. right. That's classic <laughs> souls gameplay right there. Oh, that is why it. I spent five hours on the second boss. Uh, and many other people have spent longer on this boss. People but, don't even uh, get to this yeah. boss. They're dying on the first helicopter. Boss, the helicopter, yeah. yeah. Giving up on the tutorial boss, yeah, because it is insane. Dude, but yeah. Little side little side thing real quick. I got my ass kicked so hard by the helicopter boss the first time I fought him. You can watch in my VOD where I'm like, okay, that was a scripted death. Yeah, a lot of people, I've seen that exact, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and then, then it and came then, up and, and it's retried. like restart. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? It comes up and it's retry. And then it was like, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I guess. <laughs> so it. I think that happened to literally everyone I watched. Yeah. So it, yeah. It, I I don't want to cut like I don't want the the conversation to be like is the game really that hard? But it like that's what I've seen the conversation on Twitter and all the conversation about the game is like man I died a lot. It's got hurdles. Yeah. It's got hurdles. Mm-hmm. The whole game is absolutely not that hard, okay. but there are certainly hurdles. There are, there are certain bosses, there are certain events, there are certain arena opponents where it's like the general population has to spend a little more time on these. But it's just like, it's, nothing's unbeatable. Um, I mean, you know. It's not unfair. Some, it's some just... take, yeah. And for the record, and this is, this is super important to mention, and I'm sure Strippin has probably learned this since then. This game loves you trying different things on bosses. Um, it, it's, I know it kind of breaks people outside of their comfort zone, but when you die, you can re-kit your mech completely with parts you own and then go right back into the checkpoint before the boss to fight him again. So, you know, if you're having a, an issue with a boss that has a ton of, of long range attacks, well, it's like, cool, I need to spec close range and get right up on his ass. Let me respec after this death and try that. Oh, that didn't work. Let me try a bunch of missiles this time. Oh, that didn't work. Let me try dual shotguns this time. Oh, that didn't work. So you can just like really quick and really easy to shake things up. You can even save and load different like builds. So you can like have a little list of builds that you want to like throw against bosses mm-hmm. and just see which one sticks the best and then fine tune that to work for you. Um, it is it is very much a finding the right tool for the job kind of game. And if you don't, you might spend five hours on a boss. 
or you're you're resistant <laughs> to changing. You might spend five yes. Hours. The other the yeah. other interesting element is everyone struggles on different bosses in this game yep. because everyone everyone just has a different playstyle in in Armored Core. And so a boss that I got stuck on for five hours, one of my friends beat it first try, but he got stuck on a different boss for four hours, and I beat it second try. So it's like this very like weird like. The, the way you play, you'll encounter just hurdles naturally that will stop you specifically. Yeah. Because um, there's so many different. It sounds like souls, right? Like, El- I, I feel yeah. like that exact story was yeah, shared I mean, for Elder, Elden Ring. Yeah. I mean, this was, this was their, their first, first love. So, like, there's a lot of, um, like, nods to this game in Souls games mm. uh, or this franchise. I mean, right, right. It also just goes to show you how well the developers made like counter bosses, essentially. Like, you know, you're just cruising through the game and everything's fine. Well, the boss is like, well, this boss is a counter to your build. So you can't do that anymore. And it's like sometimes, just like Strippin said, you'll cruise up until the, the seventh boss. Sometimes you'll cruise up until the first boss. Sometimes you'll cruise up to the fifth boss. And as long as you're kind of willing to shake things up a little bit, you'll just keep cruising, which is what's great about this game. Um, every time I come into a boss where I get my ass kicked, the first thing I do is start trying different builds and different things. And I have yet to spend more than half an hour on a boss. And it's only because every time I get to up. some place, I'm having issues. I just start trying different stuff, start trying different stuff. And, um, mm-hmm. and nine times yeah. out of 10, the boss has like a weakness to something. Like it may be really strong at one thing, but it's probably got like a pretty significant weakness to another. Uh, one boss I got slaughtered on a few times. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to get in his face and, you know, do everything I can to just get right up in his weak point and stick there. And then I beat him without like using a health kit the next time. So it's, it's very much a, a, just don't get too comfortable and, and you will have a great big stompy robot time in the game. Also, all the bosses are super cool and unique and they all have like multiple phases and it's just, and there's no story. It's just like be a robot and fight robots and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's great. There's no story at all. There's not even like a loose okay. narrative. That- Loose, there's a loose narrative. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's, yeah. You go ahead, Strip. What are you, what are you getting in front of so know. far, story-wise? Um, that every Armored Core game kind of like re- resets the canon. They're always, always quite, they're like a little bit similar, but different. So this is like, it's, it's like Derelict Wild, Fire of Resources. They do that every time. And then you get like this, they introduce this new narrative element, which is like what they've done in this game. So I'm, I'm, I am interested in it. I'm going through it. But all of the story just comes from like people sending you text messages is <laughs> kind of like how, it's, how, how it kind of plays out. Um, and then a lot of the big reveals are like, uh, you'll just encounter something in a mission. Uh, some of the cool stuff that happen is um, they branch the story. So like there'll be... Uh, two missions and it'd be like if you pick one you can't do the other one oh. and so that kind of like s- splits the gameplay up um like you can still watch the briefing uh, my... for both of them and then you can pick. yes you can watch the briefing and pick one of my friends did one mission so i was like i'll do the other one and it ended up being a boss that he never encountered or saw um because i ended up doing a different mission and it kind of locks it out so there's like different things you can pursue also the way the game works is new game plus and new game plus two there's there's new missions and and items and armors and weapons. And so the game is like designed to be replayed multiple times if you actually want to like get all the lore and stuff like that and the story. Yeah. Um so that's another element of it as well. They they deliberately don't give you everything 
in your first playthrough. Sure. Uh, Dan, how much time have you spent with it? I spent a couple hours. I was getting a little frustrated because I was not switching mechs. Like, I was playing <laughs> I'm right like there with doing, you and stripping, man. I'm, that's going to be me. I was me. doing like Dark Souls. I, I will take this club and I'll be every boss with it no matter how much long it takes. You know? Accurate. But yeah. I, I didn't know you could switch in the middle of a boss fight like Ko just said. So I'm going to try that. Like If I'm getting stuck, I will switch to a different mech because that sounds like incredibly useful. Oh, you don't have to I'll restart the level? You, you can just like swap... No, you can yes. swap at the checkpoint. Oh, That's what I'm saying. Okay. So you can get up to a boss, die on it, and then before you retry the boss again, which is literally right in front of it, you can then go into your already acquired parts and switch out everything to be a different build. Got it. Yeah. yeah. That sounds great. That, that That's a game changer. It does have it, to it be parts like a game of rock. Kind of like a game of rock, paper, scissors. Like you, If you're scissors and you're fighting a rock, you might have to switch to a paper build to like counter it. Yeah. 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 Mm. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. Or you could be really stubborn and you'll be like, I'm going to break this rock with my blunt scissors. <laughs> fight it for five hours. Yeah. Yeah. That's play how, play how you want. That's Just probably me cool. and yep. probably why I've shied away from it. Cause I'm, I'm just I'm enjoying my happiness <laughs> for a while. Yeah, but the feeling you get when you oh, finally, I know, I know. you know, yeah. when you oh, beat yeah. that sucker, yeah, it's still it's still is good. It's still just chasing good. the dragon, man. Chasing yeah, the really, dragon because you earned it. Oh yep. yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. Well, I, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. You could be like my friend Lawman. Uh, he made a build that was so I probably will. that yeah. he he one shot every boss and every enemy and didn't have a single obstacle in the entire game. That was probably a dual shot. Never changed build. his build. He, uh, it was uh, he went as tanky as possible with the tank legs, and then had four shotguns, two on his shoulders go. and two on his hands. Apparently, that's that's the meta. If you want an easy yeah. time, go shotguns. And he shotguns, like the Dark Souls, Souls meta everything in a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah. And he said it was <laughs> super fun, and he didn't care. So if you if yep. you ever get stuck and you need help, that's the play. Okay. God forbid you Build have fun in it. Yeah, no, you get yeah. you gotta you yeah. gotta make it as hard as and possible. What, yeah, more power to you. <laughs> if man. you're a coward, <laughs> I guess put the tank left on and grab some shotguns. <laughs> uh, uh, I do I do want to say this though. They're they're like I, I kind of make fun of the game for not having a story. Uh, granted, I'm like you know almost seven hours in now, and there's the way the way that it works is you are a merc and you're constantly taking um, contracts from all the different factions on the planet. So. It feels, mm-hmm. it doesn't really feel like there's a story, especially at the beginning, because your perspective is always changing. Ah. So it's kind of like there's a main thread, but where in a, in a, in a normal game, you would be play a character along the thread. You're playing different perspectives, looking at the thread. So the story's there. You just kind of have to be constantly realigning your perspective. I mean, a lot of times you will do a mission to blow up a fuel facility and then your next mission is like, oh, you know that uh, the people that were running that fuel facility now want you to go blow up the other guy's fuel facility. And then you go blow him up, and he's like, yeah, so they're pissed at the guy that did the first time, so you're going to go kill them again. And it's <laughs> like, and while that's going on, there's like other little snips of, you know, world lore and planet lore and, you know, things that are occurring that may not directly affect you. From what I've been told, it does become a lot more focused on delivering a, yeah. delivering a narrative as you get closer to the end. And then okay. it, it even it, goes into it the new more game about you. And less yes. fly on the wall. Yes, exactly. And 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 also as you there's even more story stuff apparently in the new game plus and plus plus stuff. Yeah. So um, you know, there there is a story there. It's just a little light <laughs> at the beginning. All about the gameplay. Thankfully the gameplay in this game's amazing. It's so it does um, a bit of well building, I think. It does. Yeah. Very, very uh, from software in that regard. Uh and, and that's maybe the the next question I have is like 
the 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 fantasy of driving a mech and feeling like a badass is that present and is is it a strong uh like fantasy can you expect that from this you you will not experience the fantasy in this concentrated dose anywhere else okay it's, it's the best version it's the of purest the form so i can i can make yeah. my uh my what is it the, green the, and, and purple eva and mm-hmm. just the, the robot customization is off the scale you can okay. individually color every piece every gun you can make emblems by hand you name your robot you name your pilot you can have custom emblems it's you everything. could make it, a it's, giant it's so good flesh colored mech that's covered with it me happy icons and decals head to toe and that's literally the entire mech all right. Um, there you go. I, no, to answer your question, yeah, it's it's great. it's it's a hundred percent big snoppy robot fantasy, and there's no other game that, in my opinion, has delivered a, an experience for mech fans like this in a long time. Like uh, the, these games, there's been some that have tried to do this kind of stuff, but I mean, this it's it's awesome, dude. If you're a mecha fan, like this is the game to play. One of my okay. buddies is a huge Gundam fan, and he just made a Gundam. Yeah, straight up, like same same color scheme, everything. There you go. That's Named awesome. It, having a blast. Yeah. My one complaint is from do not care about uh, multiplayer like I would like them to care about multiplayer. Oh, you play the multiplayer like, online? The, the, the mode? I've done it. I've done it I, yeah, I did like six hours of PvP. I did like 3v3s and all that other stuff. Wow. Um, really fun. Um, the only way you can do it is just to make a custom lobby and fill it up. Like There's no, there's no matchmaking or anything? Like, oh. Yeah, I just wish there was like a matchmaking system where it was like you take this mech oh. you made and you queue up, right? And you get in these 1v1s and like you have something to show for like, it's like a, a level of skill progression that you can see happening. Um, and it's just something to do when the game is done, you know, and you beat the game three times and it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll focus on the PvP side of things. They just don't really care about that. It's like, just find a guy and join a lobby and play him a few times. So I feel like, there could be a lot more longevity in the game if there was something like that for me personally. Sure. It's still fun, but having to like, you know, make a little lobby and get people to join and stuff is like kind of a pain in the ass. I mean, if if you're not a streamer, how does that happen? Right? Like that's, you gotta, that's a process. Exactly. Exactly. It's a process. Uh, Sorry. I was distracted. Dan posted. Apparently there's mods. Yes. And you can have this as your mech. (laughs) You can play as the main character from San Andreas, but you have guns on your arms. (laughs) Okay. Why would you want this? Why wouldn't you want that? Here we go again, man. Oh my god, we're gonna get we're gonna get big nude anime girls in this game. You're gonna get all the VTubers as Max. Oh yeah, you're gonna get all the. What's that? uh, What's that gotcha game where the the girls turn into boat stripping? I know you know what I'm saying. Oh yeah. Get the get the boat girls. Get them out there. Oh God, Azure Lane. There you go. Azure Lane. You're gonna get all the Azure Lane. Uh, gotcha mods. It's gonna be ten out of ten. Ah, <sighs> boy. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna check the game out tomorrow. Uh, I have no um, no feelings of finishing it though before uh, before Starfield. So it, it might be a game that I revisit or just unfortunately never complete. I feel like it. It's maybe the they did the best they could with the launch frame. And I think unless you played it right at launch, it's like almost impossible to fit it in after BG three and before Starfield. Um, totally. This is like a centric uh, streamer centric issue. 
if you're you know just playing games whatever play whatever you want but for me it's like i don't think i can finish it before uh before starfield so the, the great thing about like armored core though is it's a game you just pick up in a game drought and yeah like it's december yeah. there's nothing to play i'm gonna hop on armored core 6 yeah and i'm gonna have 20 hours of fun and it might so it might be better from a business of side games. of things too because people are are not yeah. watching it it's not uh, like with with Baldur's gate you feel the need to finish because spoilers start hitting the internet and they're everywhere and you can't avoid them and everyone's excited about it with armored core it's like this game is super fun but no one's gonna tell you you know the plot they're just gonna talk about how cool the mechs are yeah so you can just play it whenever you want uh this is my my favorite game to play amongst streamers is did you get this swag did you guys get your armored core hot sauce yes no the fires of iris a hot sauce i i i ibis ibis Ibis, sorry, my eyes, my eyes don't work well. I'm old. I need to get them checked. Is it Ibis or Ibis? Because it's like a, it's like a beast. Ibis. It's Ibis. Okay. All right. Well, we see who should have gotten the hot sauce. <laughs> it was I definitely haven't played a, the game yet. E- EU didn't fault. get any hot sauce. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh, the hot sauce was not uh, available in EU. Dan got it. It wasn't at EU. Dan, I want to try, try it. Is it good? I've not tried it yet. I funny Neither enough, I also tried it. I'm not so a big, uh, all... not a big hot. It's got. Uh, Try it right now. Try it right now. I I will not crack the seal on this because it is a collector's item, and I am a and I don't like hot sauce. It's not uh, a collector's item. <laughs> I get really. I like, heart I like how the truth <laughs> slipped out right here. <laughs> uh, it's got. I don't think it's that hot. It's got bell and habanero pepper, butternut squash, apple cider vinegar, onion, sweet potato. New York honey, garlic. New salt York and honey. Sorry, yeah. <clears throat> it's apparently made by Karma Sauce in Rochester. Sounds New York. delicious. So, yeah, might be pretty good. Is Dan gonna try it? Dan, are you trying it? I can't have spicy food because I got really bad oh, heartburn. So there you go. I, they sent it to me as a joke. I think. Mock <laughs> 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 you, just to mock you. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Oh man! I love it. Uh, well, great. That's Armored Core Six. What I really want to talk about is Skull and Bones, because both me and C- Dan. Did you jump into Skull and Bones? No, I didn't get a chance to try it. Stripping? Did you do Skull and Bones? Did they throw a sponsored stream your way for that? No, thank God. Okay, Co did a sponsored oh, stream. I, I for some reason did a non-sponsored stream for it, pretty much because it was viewer bait. But let's talk about Skull and Bones, man. That, that's a game that you can play in closed beta right now. Uh, I, I didn't think it was that terrible. I didn't think it was by any means incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, it 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 is a game that you could play, and it's pretty basic. Co explained it to me when I asked him Just, if I should check yep. it out, and you were like, it's pretty basic. And that's, that's what li- it's pretty That's basic. the word. That's the word with skull and bones. Pretty it basic. Is, it is basic. And the and the issue with that is that this is a game that has a lot of baggage. This is a game is. that's undergone multiple reworks. It's been in development for like seven years. It's supposed to be the, the AC4 Black Flag ship combat game that we all wanted. And not only the, the problem is that and I think it's, is it also 60 bucks? Are they planning on 60 bucks? Yeah, that but, was um, a big conversation. I think it might be 70. I'll look. Oh um, my God. But here, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Everything I just mentioned, there's a bar 
that represents expectations. And everything I just mentioned raises the bar. Where it's like, okay, based on a beloved part of AC4 Black Flag. Okay, it's 70. Well, people already liked it, so it's got to be good. Um, seven years development. Well, obviously, they spent a lot of time on it, so it should be good. Um, multiple reworks based on community feedback. Um, you know, like, it, at the beginning, it shows, like, 10 dev teams that have worked on it. It's like, how many people yeah, can even work do. on a game? that's right. So yeah. it, just, it just keeps adding more and more to, like, what you expect from this product. And what you get is this super basic, super surface level. A lot of mechanics don't feel very well thought out. Harvesting is super basic. Uh, there's no crew management of any kind. Ships have like just a health bar and a couple weak points and you just blast that down. There's a woman that yells at you just all the time about everything. Like, how does that make it in seven years of development? It's just the whole game. It feels it feels like a, a a game that has been in development for six years and or not six years, six months. And it was just somebody that walked in and said, "Hey, see that AC four black flag thing? See that game called Sea of Thieves? Just like jam those together and give them something." Oh, it's I like did. you went into a restaurant that had been hyped up for years, and you waited an hour and a half for your food, and they brought you a McDonald's fries. Sort of. And for the record, the reason I say the Sea of Thieves, yeah, I'm, I'm is curious not because it's like Sea of Thieves. Yeah. It's because it's a multiplayer social relatively shallow experience like it is it is designed to just have people be able to jump in have a suit every character is just like trademark pirate like it's just it's so basic everything about it is basic it's not unfun like it's just like like just floating around the the water's pretty some of the graphics are good like it it, you know you blow up ships and you know you zoom in and you, you explode in big michael bay booms and like it's not it's not unfun it's just again that bar the expectations for this product are high like i think a lot of people were like me where they were like oh dude you're gonna take the ac4 system and make a game out of it you know am i gonna see the cannonballs rip through the holes am i gonna get an expansive deep system and customizing my ship are you gonna take everything that was and make it more and the answer is no we're gonna take all that and make a casual multiplayer game that's arguably almost as shallow as the one in the game with Assassin's Creed. Like they didn't, they didn't, it's just basic. It's basic. It's yeah. basic. It, it so is. So that's feels, the problem. Does it feel like they, they must've had a bunch of systems and then they scrapped them and they made Well, so the game has been like rebooted like three times yeah. internally. It used to be a 5v5. Yeah. Like here, here's the best way to describe it. This game was like originated so long ago that it used to be a MOBA. Like this came out when people were making MOBAs. Right, like that was the. I don't, era. Know, I don't even know what to do with that information. <laughs> like, I don't even know how to process. That, that. was the first iteration of this game was a five v five MOBA when people made MOBA games. I'm gonna say MOBA more because it's fun wow. to say. But like, that's MOBA. how old it is, right? And so now when you play it, it and like, there, there's it's a very easy game to hate on because of of all of the baggage, like Co said, that came with it. And that was like yeah. true throughout my entire uh, time streaming it was people would just enter into the stream and the first like take kind of cause I was doing this bullshit, but the first take is like, <laughs> <laughs> the first take is like, wow, this game fucking sucks. And they've been watching for five seconds because they know everything about the game's issues before even seeing the game. Right. Like it's, it's the IP is so the expectations. Yeah. The expectation and the IP is so tarnished at this point, uh, that there's nothing they could do to like, 
this game could be fucking incredible. And the, the expectation would be like, man, this game sucks the first second yeah. they see it. And it's, and then to, and then to charge $70. That's also this, wild. That is, it's just like, I do not understand what they are thinking with that. Yeah. Um, that's, it's a, that's, this is a 20 or $30 game. In, JP, in my are you opinion, purposely moving very weirdly or is the game doing that? A little bit of both. Uh, a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I, yeah, it's, I made the most realize that like, when he moves, it looks weird. So then he kept moving like to make it look weird. Yeah. Because it made me laugh. Now, <laughs> Necropolis says, I watched a streamer who's been playing all weekend and isn't having a great time. Totally. If you just focus on the parts that are decently fun about this game, like if you just float around and, and yeah, shoot let other me people actually put and, myself in a ship, like, <laughs> here we go. Yeah. See like this part, it actually does. It does. It looks great. Um, you know, like if you just, if you just focus on the parts that are decent at this, like I said, it's a basic play with friends shooting boat adventure game. Um, they're, they're, you know, like that's, that's the, the biggest issue with this game is not that it is a decent ship combat game. It is that it is a title with baggage and now huge expectation. So that's, that's that the viewer, I would say I enjoy playing gacha games. Doesn't mean they're good. Yeah, I guess, I guess that could apply here. Uh, it, it again, it doesn't do anything bad, right? And I think, uh, like, well, the the boarding is actually terrible. Well, the boarding is one button, and that's that's one hundred percent because they didn't make. Yeah, they didn't like, want to take whole... the assassin. Here, here's what this game is: if you took the ship combat from AC four, and then you removed Assassin's Creed from it, that's what this yeah. game is. Yeah, hundred percent. But I mean, like, for instance, like the boarding, like imagine, like I, you know, how cool would it be? If you had an actual crew that you could recruit that had stats and you could give them weapons and that it at least did some kind of loose role, you versus the other crew. But it's it's not that at all. It's so basic that it's just get that ship's health bar to a certain level, tap a button when you're near it, you'll see one cutscene. It's always the same cutscene of you shooting a lock off a chest, <laughs> and you can be killed while the cutscene's playing. Yes, and it's, again, it's just it's just like seventy dollars, seven years. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, but and it's the same cutscene every time. And it's like again, seventy dollars, seven years of development. This is how you're going to do boarding in a game that's literally focused on ship combat. Like that's you know, there's so many interesting things you could do to to make that interesting and flavorful and yeah. at least somewhat um, you know immersive. Maybe like two cutscenes. It, it's, um, it's, there, there's it's a lot wild. of things where I think you can have a conversation, you can debate back and forth, but you cannot, there is no argument in which this game is $70. None. Like it's, it's fucking wild that this is a $70 game. Uh, it, it should be like a Ubisoft plus game. It should be a $30 game. It should be a game pass game. Like 70 bucks for this is crazy, especially it's not in the game now. But one of the most like fleshed out systems or fleshed out is a weird term. One of the more, uh, the system that I saw had the most like content in it is the fact that you can dress your pirate up. They're 1000% going to make all of that empty exable. They're going to be selling like outfits from the jump in this in a $70 game. Uh, and that's where it's like, yeah, they could have like dropped the price a little bit. Like that's wild. Uh, it's at also, don't hate on my fashion sense, guys. My pirate is on fleek. Okay, he is very well dressed with his man. I thoroughly appreciate 
your yeah. drip. Yes, my drip is uh, incredible. It's just incredible. The most frustrating part about this is that Assassin's Creed Black Flag is right there. Like, it's right there. You made this game that was amazing. Everyone loved yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Make another one. Just <laughs> yeah. make the same it's game like, but multiplayer. It's like, come on. And, it, yeah. and in some ways, it's like, how did you take that part of the game and after seven years make it worse? Yeah. Like, how, how, does, how does that happen? How does that happen? It's very strange. It's very strange. Some of it, again, we have to we have to bring this full circle. Some of it's fine. Some of it's fine. Like some of it's even arguably good. The water looks great, and sometimes the combat clicks. If you're into like just basic health bar goes down, shoot the glowing red area. Like you know, it's 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 okay. But yeah, it's it's man, it's there's just there's just big there's big big parts of this game that kind of. If if you can't get if you can't really focus on those parts if you don't really like those parts, the negatives stick out like a sore thumb, and the whole picture kind of falls apart a little bit. Yeah. Well, it, and this is just from me seeing this. I I did not have a sponsored stream for it, but it's also weird for people that did have a sponsored stream for it. And code, love your input on this. You guys didn't have any way to like. Typically, when you do a sponsored stream, it's like click the link down below, check it out. You know, you can sign up for close band and get access. There's no way for like people watching this to play right now. It's completely closed no. beta. And so we were we were told and what's even stranger though is we were told closed beta with dates. So we were we were actually given like 25th to I think the beta closes down today. If I, I think it's today, yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah, so we were told like it's in closed beta from 25 to 27, but we didn't have like a link to sign up or or anything like that. So I'm not entirely sure what the premise was on that. And there's no release date for and the game, right? Except for next year. The other part that's really weird about this game is that, you know, a lot of times I would play a game like this and I would see the parts. And, and again, this just goes back to that bar analogy from earlier. I would see things that I like in a game like this and I would be like, okay, those parts are cool. And then I would look at the parts that I didn't like and I would go, well, maybe I can just focus on the good parts because, you know, the game's in closed beta. It's still being developed, et cetera, et cetera. But the thing about this game is that it's been retooled completely twice. It's been being developed based on user feedback for yeah. actual years now. Nothing major is going to change anything. Like this, this is it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's not a situation where it's like if you like some of the stuff and don't like others, they'll fix that. It's kind of like no, this is like, that boarding system. That's the boarding system. That's what's going to happen. Uh, every time I boarded a ship, it kind of killed the game a little more for me in terms of like wanting to put lots of time into it. Um, and it's kind of like, and, and I said at the end, like, Hey, maybe if they retool the, the boarding system and a lot of people very astutely in chat were like, dude, they would have done it already by now. Probably, if they were yeah. going to, if they were going to do it, it would have been done. Um, it's just not where we are. So it's, it was a weird feeling with this game because it wasn't like one of those situations where it's like, Hey, maybe they'll fix this. It's like, no, I think they would have already, at this point, you know? Yeah. It's a very so, weird game. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a weird situation. Is it, is it? Is it going to be a games as a live service yes yes well it's going to be 70 bucks and then i think also have a store i and and i i think they have i don't know you know honestly i don't know i don't know if they really announced i want to say they have a season let me go look because i was just looking at the i want to say there's a season pass if you buy the deluxe edition so wait they're going to have a store a 70 dollar product and a season pass let me see Okay, let's try to get the, the right information for this. I feel like we should make sure that's proper. I'm looking at the GameStop. Let me go to the... the it's Uplay, right? 
If you buy it on Uplay, uh, does it have released it yet? No, it just says pre-order available, register for closed beta. What happens when I click pre-order available? Available day one with Ubisoft Plus uh, additions. So if you buy the premium edition, you get the smuggler pass token. Uh, You get extra missions, includes two additional missions, includes the Ballad of Bloody Bones collection. I don't know what that is. What is the... The smuggler pass. Is that the smuggler pass token unlocks a premium battle pass and additional content usable when new seasons release. So a they're doing battle pass. They're doing what Diablo four did where you get a battle pass token with the expensive version and then you can buy into a battle pass. Uh, same thing at destiny does as well. It's it's there's precedent for that. It's not just them. Um, yeah, but yeah, weird game. <laughs> I don't I, weird game. It's Oldest Gate Three did this, man. What, what do you mean? <laughs> you can't just say that, stripping. No, no, no. I think he's right. I think it's Baldur's Gate Three's <laughs> yeah. fault. Yeah, I think so. Too. I think he's right. Men set the bar way too high. They really did. <laughs> yeah, this is your this fault. Dev, this dev team. This dev team knew that six years ago, and they it killed their drive. <laughs> yep, completely. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Slaughtered it. Look, uh, we got 14 minutes to talk about another winner. Immortals of Avum? Mortals of Avium. Avium. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, The latest news I saw on that was that it peaked at 783 players on Steam. Multi platform release, but if you are to judge a game by Steam numbers, that's where it it peaked. Um, It's probably how many people they sponsored to play it. I saw a lot of, a lot of people did stream it. for that. Yep. Yeah. I was one of them. Yeah. Uh, how is it? What is, what is <clears throat> who, who wants to it talk was, and I'll show gameplay of it from their stream. It was um, just very, it was just very like, okay. It was, it felt like the magic more felt like just, you felt like you were just playing a shooter and you were just holding your arm out the whole time, which was very awkward. <laughs> You're just like this the whole time, just shooting stuff out of your hand, like all the time. Like my arm got tired just thinking about it. But I don't. It, it had like a okay story. It had a decent graphics. The performance was okay. It just was missing something to give you like that, like something to bite into to want to keep playing it long term. It just felt kind of like a an okay shooter. Like nothing really felt like wizard or magic it just felt like i'm playing a a shooter and the most interesting part of the game was that there was puzzles around to solve those were kind of fun like there's little puzzles you use magic to move stuff around the treasure chests everywhere but outside of that it was just very okay and i didn't really felt like i didn't have that when i was finished playing i didn't feel like i wanted to keep going which is always a problem in a game when you play a game you want the game to make you feel like you don't want to stop playing it but for this one i just felt like when I felt finished my four hours, I was like, I'm good. I don't think I'm fine with this. I don't feel like I need to keep going with it. It was a four was hour a- sponsored stream. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Mine, mine two, was two. two different days, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry uh, for yeah. chat. The reason I'm reacting is I know what that costs. That's crazy. For how much this game sold. Holy shit. It's uh, it's, it's seven. Seven dollars, two tree fitties. <laughs> yeah, tree oh, fitty. Man. Mm. 
Uh, Cody, have any, <laughs> any different takes on Immortals? Or um, I unfortunately had some technical issues, which meant I couldn't use my mouse comfortably. So I had to play with a controller. Oh. Ooh. And uh, that was definitely a thing for me. Apparently they have a patch coming out. In, in They did a few days when I played after to, to do it. That was, uh, I, as somebody who does not generally ever play FPSs with controllers, uh, it was a bit jarring for me. That being said, uh, Gina Torres was amazing, as she always is. I, I think that, that, that the, the main actor, actor for the main guy actress. was pretty good. Yeah, Gina, yeah she, the actor. She yeah. was clearly mocap too. The thing that's interesting about this game is that this is a game by Ascendant Studios, which is a smaller dev team that was founded by some members that actually left EA. Um, so it's, <clears throat> it's kind of like an EA-ish team. And then it's published by EA. Yeah. So this game is is interesting in in a very specific way. You can tell that this dev team had access to really good AAA tech. The faces and the mocap look awesome. The the people they brought in were really good. But the issue, and, and actually the gameplay is pretty good too. It feels kind of like a, a like a cross between like a fast first person shooter and like a hexen thing. You've got like two spells you can cast on your 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 triggers. You can switch between three colors. Like a whole itemization system where you can choose like what spells, you know, how they're altered in different ways. It's a full stat system. There's rings. There's like there's there's some interesting stuff in this game. Um the problem is that where some parts of the game look really good and feel pretty good, there's other parts of the game that are much more lacking. Like the actual story and the way the story is presented to you, they're these big like schisms where things just like large events happen but your character just like flashes between them um oh. also they took this very forspokeny sassy approach with the character where he's constantly cracking like not great jokes and he's being kind of sarcastic the whole time and he's definitely going for this vibe um that combined with the kind of hip-hoppy dubstepy music uh was not really doing it for me um i feel like that that forspoken kind of showed me that that's really not my thing much anymore. <laughs> and this game kind of confirmed that in a lot of ways. Uh, there were a lot of little things that I noticed too, where it's like, you know, they charge 60 bucks for the game, but if you walk up to two NPCs that are standing in front of each other, they just sit there and stare at each other. Again, Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, ruined. Baldur's Gate 3 is ruining gaming. So this is crazy. It's, it's, it's the kind of thing where, you know, it, it, there, there, was just a, there was a lot about this game that felt fine and felt AAA and felt <clears> good. <throat> and then there was like the day one performance issues, my mouse issues, the, the live world not very feeling good. The, like, for instance, not, not to spoil it a little bit, but the dude starts out as this sassy guy and a whole bunch of events happen. And then right at the beginning of the game, and again, I don't want to spoil Immortals for you, but right at the beginning of the game, yeah, it's beginning. Five, he basically joins the army and there's a five-year time skip. Huh. And in five years, in the military, the dude doesn't change at all. He's the exact same sassy kid that he was at the beginning. And I think anyone that's even slightly familiar with a military can tell you that after five years, that might have a bit of an effect on you, even if it's a tiny little thing. He also is going from a teenager to a young adult. So it's kind of like, there's all these things where it's just like, this doesn't really make a lot of sense. Sure. And you kind of keep seeing that over and over where it's just like, this doesn't like, there's no real immersion of any kind here. Like it, like, you know, something will happen and they'll be like, yeah, I got a, you know, 
I need to go to my big coronation. Let me just walk down this road. And the whole road is full of enemies. It's like they kind of explain that they're under attack, but it's just like, what's everyone else doing? It's like, there's just so many things about it where it's kind of like, maybe it kind of looked good on paper, but it's clear that nobody sat down with this game and went, let's make this believable. Let's make this like, so you're actually living in this world, that these characters truly exist. It doesn't feel like that. It just feels like a sassy game. You know, it, it like, I, I didn't leave it feeling any kind of like, oh man, that was, that was good writing. That was a good sequence of events. That was like a cool character or a cool thing. Like it was just like a bunch of one-liners and stuff that didn't connect very well and scenes that kind of butted up against each other with no flow between them. It, it, it really kind of ruined the veneer for me. Mm. If that makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah, and there's like good parts in there that I think some people will enjoy. I just think this is like yeah. a wait for a sale kind of game. Like mm. I think seventy is just too bu- too much for it in its current state. Another seventy, yeah, okay. People really like the gameplay. It does have some fun moments, like these little parts, mm. these platforming sections and stuff were pretty fun. I'd say the gameplay is the highlight. Like Dan yeah. said, like the ga- the gameplay is the highlight. Unfortunately, unlike AC six, it was definitely not good enough to carry the game for me. Um, but it was a highlight for sure. Yeah. Is this one of the like Wild Hearts was a EA original? Is this also licensed the same way where it's an EA original? Yes. It is? Okay. Yeah. Ascendant is the dev. Yeah. And EA is oh, and I do want to mention this is Ascendant's first game. So for a first game, it's not a terrible first game. I've seen much, much worse games from first time studios. Sure. I've seen a lot better mm-hmm. too, but I've seen a lot worse many times. So I'm I'm hopeful that this game, although from the numbers I'm not super sure if it is. I, yeah, I, yeah, I'm hopeful we'll see. Like for a first game, it's not bad, and there's certainly some stuff in here that would lead me to believe. Like if they tighten things up, maybe you know focused a bit more on the writing and delivery. Like it could be you know pretty cool. One of the things I said in uh, at the end of my my sponsored playthrough is I think this game for me would have been significantly cooler if they had dropped the sassy angle. Like if they tried to make like the world is cool. Like some of the 3D modeling and like the really creative ma- magic ships and the armaments that they're using. Like the world has this basically this war that's been going on for as far as they remember. And they've been developing weaponry and like fine tuning it and stuff over there. Some of that's awesome. Like there's some super cool like vehicles and armaments. And, you know, like, like I feel like there's a lot in this game that got kind of, I don't want to say wasted, but I feel like it's not the other parts drag it down to where, you know, if this was a more somber, serious game that, that really focused on what made it cool, it could have been a lot better. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Does, uh, it, this strikes me as like the type of game that we don't really see anymore from like the 360 era of like a double A title. Does that sound about right? Would you call this like a double A, like not necessarily like a B, a B, the equivalent of a B movie game type deal almost? Kind of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I would say that's a good way to put it. I certainly would not say it's a triple A. Yeah. By any stretch. Yeah. Some parts of it are triple A, like the face and mo capping and stuff like that. And I think that has a lot to do with the fact that it's XEA people being published by EA. They probably have a lot of access to that text. Some parts feel triple A. Other parts vehemently do not. <laughs> so, and to get a real triple A experience, you need the whole thing to be triple A. You need all parts of those to line up, and it just doesn't in this game. Got it. All right. Immortals of uh, Avium. Avium. Got 751 all-time peak uh, for a launch is rough. 
397 players right now. So probably gonna see this on Game Pass. If it's not, is is it on Game Pass? I wonder. Uh-huh. I wonder if it, or I wonder if it's on the EA Pass or whatever they call whatever their their game. You get EA Pass with Game Pass now. So if they put it on there, then maybe. Oh, okay. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe so. Uh, closing minutes of the show. Stripping. Anything else you've been uh, you've been playing? You want to bring up? Thanks to your ass, um, I, I'm fully addicted to Marvel Snap again. So thanks for that. I snapped you. You fucking I snapped again. Uh, they did a big, I did big, big Twitch push, didn't they? And a lot, a lot of us were sponsored for it. A lot of um, us were no? sponsored for it. Stripping. Mm. Uh, in the EU, specifically EU. Don't worry about it, man. No, no, uh, the entirety of Twitch was sponsored, Strippin. <laughs> I turned down the Snap sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. I turned I, down I the Immortal like, sponsorship. They knew that they were going to fucking <laughs> get my money. I, They're like, we don't need uh, I've that spent dumb idiot. so much money in that game that I needed some of it back. So I, 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 did, the, <laughs> I did the sponsor stream for it. <laughs> Collecting your dues. Yeah. 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 Uh, what else have you been playing? No, we... We played SnowRunner, and uh, I got the bug. I've been looking into it, uh, this hardcore version that they've released, yeah. where basically you can't recover your vehicles. You have to pay money. The gas costs money. The repairs cost money. I think I'm going to get into that. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to try some hardcore SnowRunning. That's so a different that's breed be... of SnowRunning. Yeah, I want to do some trucking this week, I think. Okay. Uh, All right. Apart from that, I've been getting into Street Fighter Six. Yeah, I've been um, watching you play hey. a lot of them. Yeah, so I dabbled in Street Fighter Five a little bit. Didn't do that great. Got to silver, gave up. So I was like, I'm gonna give it like a good college try. So I've been, I picked Jury, and I've been again climbing the ranks every day. It's been, it's been fun just to like watch the improvement. This is my first like fighting game. I'm really like trying in, um, and uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot. So I saw really you game. were so. Platinum Four when I tuned in. Yeah, is that where you're at right now? Yeah, I'm Platinum. Platform currently slowly making the climb, but the problem is that my, I'm like I grip controllers so hard that I bruise my hands if I play for too long. Okay, this is a Ow. very specific problem probably to me. But I squeeze controllers when I play. Okay, it's the hard point where board, I like bruise man. my hands, and then I play the next day with bruised hands, and they get worse, and then they get worse, and then they get worse. And then Armored Core came out, and I played that for like eight hours a day, and that's the same thing. So then now my hands are just like a hot mess. But I'm sure they'll be fine in like a day or two. I'll get back on it. They'll be stronger afterwards. You know, they, it's like their training montage for my fingers and the muscles. Sure, inside. yeah. That's, but, that science yeah. works that way. Man, yeah. I thought I was a hardcore streamer. Wait, are you, are you playing Street Fighter with a controller? You're not, you're not using a stick? Yeah, I use a, I use a, I use a PS4 pad. Really? Okay. Mm. Huh. Yeah. I thought you were I a stick like a user. No, I had a, I had a hitbox and it was like too much for my brain. Couldn't do it. It is. I'm it's a lot a to process. So I just, yeah, yeah, a lot to process. Uh, so That's for sure. yeah, I've been doing. I've been trying some Street Fighter. I'll probably do a little bit of SnowRunner. I got Armored Core on the menu, and then uh, I'll probably check out Starfield. Um, and if it's for me, then amazing. And if not, I got some other cool stuff to play. So yeah. Still a lot of big games coming out this week. Uh, see a stars. If you're into yeah. Chrono Trigger ish ish JRPG <sighs> stuff, I'm going to spend like a day with it, I guess, just to say, yep, I want to come back to that. Uh, Cause Starfield's coming out and I guess mortal is mortal Kombat October. That's not September, right? Later, later in the year. Yeah. When is mortal Kombat? Chad? Cause we, 
did we talk about that last week, Coke? That's September. I think we, I think we did a little bit. Or maybe I was doing Mortal Kombat after drop. That's what it was. I was doing Mortal Kombat after the show last oh. week, and you had played it prior. Um, so, yeah, we, we did mention it. It's fun. Fatalities look awesome. We saw some more of that at Gamescom. Uh, Sindel is back, and she'll, she's got a fatality that cracks your nuts or something. So that's a that's Mortal Not Kombat. Crackery. Yeah. <laughs> that's Mortal Kombat. Um, trying to think what... What else? Anything else we need to bring up? There's been a lot. There's a cute little game coming out called Under the Waves where you play like a... You go in a submarine and you also swim around and stuff. Looks kind of like a story-driven game set in like Subnautica. Is that kind from of gameplay. Quantic? Oh, Quantic, Quantic Dream is the publisher. Quantic, I think. Yep. Yeah. 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 Like it could be good. It could be really indie. It has potential. Something different. Nice. Hmm? Um, looks interesting. Sure. Yeah, that's on uh, the 29th, which is Tuesday. Bunch, bunch of big releases on Tuesday. Uh, and then mm-hmm. Starfield uh, Early Access on Thursday here in the States at 7. I think it's 12 a.m. GMT. So they put out a full like uh, thing. You can find out your, your local listings for that. Um, but that's what is coming out next week on the show. Co is uh, going to be in Starfield. I'll be in space. He'll be in space. Uh, Dan, <laughs> I know I asked you if you wanted to be on. You said yes. We'll see if we do a show. <laughs> I don't want to take okay. you away from Starfield. If I get to play more Starfield, I won't complain. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We'll. It, it, it'll come down to uh, me finding the two other folks that are willing to stop playing uh, Starfield. I will. And, uh, I will say discuss. this: if it becomes the kind of thing where I can play and just jump in a call. <laughs> <laughs> like if you can't find anyone like <laughs> if i can do my show in starfield like we can talk but you know um can you get the little, sure, like, i'm sure you'll radio. find exactly <laughs> what's up guys how you doing no i it uh we you know i'm sure you'll find someone though but yeah yeah let me know let me know if for some reason I will. You know. I'll, I'll let you know for sure <clears throat> um and yeah we'll we'll figure it out so tentatively show is on for next week and then the week after that uh zeke is back from burning man on god that'll already be the 10th already be whew, a third of the way through fucking september by then uh and then we're kind of just crushing along uh like i said things really don't start slowing down till october end of october november there's end like october. Call, november has call of duty and i think that's it <laughs> like nothing i don't think there's any other big releases in november off the top of my head so <laughs> All the all the companies want to get their games out by the holidays. So yeah, yeah, Mm. yeah. Anyways, Doc and Doc just came out. Texas Chainsaw just came out. Yeah, tons of multiplayer stuff. I'm I miss both of those, and I'm super sad because they're both awesome. Yeah. Have you played much Dark and Darker, Sturman? Yeah, yeah, I played a lot. Yeah, good. uh, Same, same, same old, same old. Yeah. Now they introduced Warlock now, which is like the new test class. That's been cool. Oh, okay. Oh, it's fun. November Yakuza have- November. Oh, Yakuza. Gotcha. And Super Mario RPG uh, remake. Same Which day is- as COD? There's, I think that, that comes out October 20th, November 20th. What is that? Uh, November 17th. November 17th. Okay. Uh, there's something else that comes out the same day as that. Let me just look real quick. Oh, that same day as Persona 5 Tactica. Oh, what yeah. It is. Call of Duty comes out the 10th of November the week before. And that that might be if we're given the thirteen month uh, or sorry thirteen week thing, 
that might also be poe launch day on the 17th or the 10th uh, of november so yeah i bounced off we didn't talk about poe except for that one week i bounced off of the league they made some improvements to it but it's poe my time with poe every launch is getting shorter and shorter because there's just so many other fucking games right now (laughs) Mm -hmm. it, it was a terrible launch time for that league to come out but we will see. Let's do some uh, shout outs and call it a show. Hopefully I've got everything set up this time and Co's not doing dance shout outs again. Stripping, why don't you I'm start us off? <laughs> what are you up to? Where can people uh, check you out? What do I, what do I, sh- okay. Hey, uh, twitch.tv slash stripping. what to do. This isn't like new information. You've been doing this for years. Twitch.tv slash stripping. Make the right choice. See that. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. That Brilliant. Dan. Make the right choice. <laughs> Do some shout outs, Dad. I am Dan's Gaming Variety Streamer. Um, starting in at the end of this month, I will be nothing but a Starfield streamer for a while. So that's coming up. Thanks for having me on the show. Love hanging out with you guys, Strippin', JP, Co, all great people. And thanks for having me on the show. <clears throat> Fantastic. Co, do some shout outs. Hey, look at that. It's me. Uh, anyway, as always, big thank you to JP. Well, I can't say Zeke. Huge thank you to Dan and Strippin. Always a pleasure to see you fine, beautiful gentlemen. My name is Ko. Hi. Uh, we have AC6. We're going to be doing Cozy Quest in the evenings. Going to be doing that some more tonight. I got 50 today. And uh, starting on the 30th, the morning of the 30th, if you want to get fully caught up with all things Starfield before we dive into early access on the 31st, we are going to spend the morning of the 30th going over like all the interviews, all the dev streams like we're gonna i think we're gonna watch the animated lore videos they released which i haven't seen yet we're gonna be doing all of that at 8 a.m on the 30th if you want to catch up and then of course we will be diving in as early as possible on friday uh when we get access to starfield thursday and i'm gonna be taking thursday thursday yes thank you thursday and um i'm gonna be taking like a week for that so i'll be probably doing like 12 to 15 hour streams every day for like a week in starfield so buckle up uh thank you guys for watching and i won't see you next week but probably the week after fantastic that's it thank you all for watching the vod will be up over at youtube.com slash mjp later probably in about an hour we'll see uh it just takes however long youtube wants to render uh strip any streaming after this are you done for the day yeah i'm gonna be doing the final fantasy 14 10 year anniversary oh so. well, there you go oh. check that out oh yeah dude uh dan are you done for the day are you streaming after this i'm done for the day okay all right yeah. go watch uh go watch got more pokemon than do <laughs> he's got to go Last catch his Pokemon. I'm, I'm going to go run out there. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you're given the choice between Pokemon going or sleeping, what do you do? Do you sleep? I'm better at sleeping. Okay, um, you're a better so sleeper? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, noted, noted. That's it. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you about a show next week. I'll get with Dan. We'll figure it out, and uh, we'll, we'll be here when we're here. Thank you all. We're out. Have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs>